Welcome to Trove Talk, your weekly gaming and getting to know you podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Starkey from trevortrove.com. And joining me this week, I have the lovely Nikki Powell from Lipstick Nerds. How you doing, Nikki? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Yay. Um, thanks for finally having me on your show. See, I, I've wow. wanted to have you on for a while, but I figured while you were like doing the whole pregnancy thing, a four-hour <laughs> podcast or a potentially four-hour podcast was probably not going to be the best uh, situation for you. So. You know, all I did was sit on my butt anyway, so it wouldn't have been that bad. That's we did a, we did a what, two-and-a-half-hour podcast of the Gilmore Girls three days before I went into labor. So that is, that is absolutely fair. So, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was probably all wor me worrying for not, but I didn't want to put you into a weird position. Um <laughs> uh, so, well, thanks for uh, finally having me. So. But yes, well, thank you for finally having the baby. Thanks, mm -hmm. Quinn. Way to take your time. Right. Um, so how you doing? How you been? Good. Uh, adjusting to the mom life, which is really boring and really stressful and tiring at the same time. It's like there's really nothing to do, but there's so much to do. It's really, it's really frustrating. So, but what are, what are the highlights? Um, the highlights are my gorgeous kid. If you haven't seen on my Instagram or my Twitter or anything, she's like she's just as cute as any other baby that you see on modeling like pictures like really she's just the cutest thing i've ever seen in my life um she looks i guess a lot like me according to family and stuff but she's got little hints of g in there so which is really nice um but yeah like she's she's the best part of it she's just so cute with her cute little smile and cute little cheeks so cute um Cute little yeah. outfits that just, cool people bought her yes thank you uncle trevor over here bought her plenty of Plenty of cute outfits. She only wore the chip onesie once, and I think it, she's like stretching it out now. But I'm using uh -huh. it as like a backup one, so I can't get rid of it that quick. But I'm waiting for her to get into the size of the uh, baby's first alphabet one, which has, uh, as you know, obviously, but for your listeners, has the PlayStation buttons as for the alphabet on there. It's yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, the PlayStation sacred symbols. Yes. Yay for Etsy for. Right. Me being able and, to find both of those things. And yay for internet friends. I mean, you guys have spoiled me, not just you, but like Joey and everybody, all of my fellow admins of the Kind of Funny Facebook group have sent me so many presents and uh, it's amazing. You guys are the best and this community is just the best community ever. Like I have some of the most, the best friends are really my best friends, so. Well, we have our moments. Right. <laughs> Every now and then. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, for people who don't know who you are, go ahead and give the rundown of who Nikki is and who uh, what the Lipstick Nerds are. Um, so I started Lipstick Nerds along with three other co-hosts, uh, God, like four years ago. Amanda Kane, who is still on the show and is my fabulous co-host, who will probably be on your show soon. Um, along with Miranda Sanchez, who now works at IGN and does um, Yay Anime over there. And uh, she writes and does a whole bunch of video stuff and everything too. She's fantastic. And then also Samantha Sofka, who writes for The Nerdist. Um, so lipstick nerds go places if they sent their mind to it. <laughs> um, I don't really have any interest in doing any of that. But they they set their minds towards big goals, and that's what they got. Ready? Hey, G. <laughs> we got five minutes. <laughs> all right, give me one second to get her okay. all set up, and then we'll continue. <laughs> You have a special guest on your podcast today, so. Yay, Quinn. Yay, Guillermo. Ah, she's so adorable. Um, yeah, so we started Lipstick Nerds. Um, first, we had been all brought together by Brant Ranch. Do you, have, do you mm -hmm. know Brant? Uh, I know him like through through name, the internet through through like Alex. I know he's done some oh, stuff. Okay, I think, with, he's uh, pretty with, great. Yeah. Um, we started. He started Minor League Geeks and had Amanda and Miranda and Samantha and I all on. Um, as rotating co-hosts and 
I got the idea that I wanted an all girls podcast because we usually didn't get all of us girls together that much at the same time. There were always a, a big group of boys that we were rolling through and I just wanted something that we could do that was girl powery and whatever. So we started Lipstick Nerds because we always made a joke that all of us constantly wear makeup and we love makeup and we love video games and we're lipsticky nerdy girls. Um, so we started that and we get together and talk about random dumb stuff and we're not that great at it. We just continue to ramble, but people seem to enjoy listening to us ramble and bitch about things. So um, as of right now, it's just Amanda and I, but we've been having some pretty fantastic uh, hosts, co-hosts and guests and everything. Um, Joey has been on a few times. I know she's come on your podcast a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, I've had Fiona on, I've had Lauren on. We did an episode with all four of us together of the Gilmore Girls. Um, we went over the revival, which was fun. Yep. So, Absolutely. yeah. I've been um, on the show. You've been on the show. You wore lipstick. Uh, the only the only stipulation to being on the show is that you have to wear lipstick during. Yeah. And you did a great job at it. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I, I, th I thought the color popped. It did. It popped very well. The only person whose color popped more than yours was Sean Allen, and his popped because it was all over his face. Well, that's <laughs> it yeah. started on his lips, and then somehow by the time we got to the end of it, it was everywhere where his beard wasn't. Mm. And... Yeah, he just looked like a, a victim of some bloody massacre. It was terrible. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, excellent. So now that uh, I know that you've kind of, you guys had kind of lightened up the the load while uh, while Quinn was on her way. Uh, yeah. Now that she's out, do you guys have a plan for lipstick nerds kind of moving forward? Or are you gonna try and make it a bit more of a regular thing, or we we've tried to make it a regular life. thing when we didn't have like this big of an obligation and this big of like a hindrance to recording schedules. So we'll probably be very, very seldom recording, but we will still continue to do it. There's no plans to stop it anytime soon, but there's no plans to make it a every week thing. Cause we would shoot for at least twice a month. We're like, if we shoot for twice a month or at least every weekend, if we hit that twice a month goal, then we're good and I'm happy. And usually it would be like once a month and yeah, but if we've got other girls we can cycle in with Joey and them and return guests. And so if Amanda needs to record without me, she can record without me. And if I have a second to record without her, we can do that. But Lipstick Nerds will still be a thing. And we're still around just a little more lackadaisical with our recording. So Yeah, a little, little less uh, confined to a specific schedule. Yeah. Yeah, Excellent. we don't like schedules. <laughs> um, well, uh, for those that don't know uh, this show, uh, we are, a, the, as I said, a, a gaming and getting to know you podcast. So we'll kind of break through the show uh, topic by topic. We've got a four topic set up. We're going to start off with uh, Nikki's gaming history. Uh, we will then talk about her favorite game. Then we'll dive into a getting to know you topic, a uh, topic of her choosing uh, uh, that is kind of outside of the gaming sphere. And then lastly, we'll wrap up with some trove topics or uh, community questions. So uh, without further ado, Nikki, um, go ahead and, and give me a little bit of a rundown on your gaming history. Um, I started gaming pretty young, actually. My dad had an original Nintendo that we had in the house as long as I can remember. Um, the first time that I remember like really playing games and stuff I would sit on the edge of his bed 
and um, they had the TV set up and, you know, the cords and everything. Nothing was wireless back then. And I would have to sit on the edge of the bed and hold my hands out to play the game because the TV was so far away. Um, but I would play Mario constantly. I think that's like the only thing besides Duck Hunter that I played. And one time he got me this Barbie video game for it, which was probably really stupid, but I vividly remember playing this Barbie game, which was pretty badass. Um, so I've been around games for a long time. Um, I had a kind of a chunk where I stopped playing um, in high school and everything because it wasn't the cool thing to do, but then I picked it up later. Um, I had an original PlayStation. My mom bought my dad for his birthday one year, and that was pretty much the start of me actually loving gaming. Um, I played, what was it, Rugrats? If they had a platinum for Rugrats, I'd have platinum that shit. Like, it was great. Nice. <laughs> um, they had Harry Potter on it, which... Again, I would have platinum that. It was pretty great. Uh, what else? Oh, Crash Bandicoot. That is probably my top 10 all-time favorite games, Crash Bandicoot Warped. And I'm super psyched that they're coming back with the new one now. The Insane Trilogy. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for that. Because uh, that was one from my childhood that I played constantly. I think my dad and my uncle and my cousin and I would sit around for hours at my grandma's house and um, trade off the controller every level. So that was really fun. That's a, um, that's a series I never got into. I never, like, uh, because in the PlayStation 1 era, I was basically, like, locked into Final Fantasy games um, and, and like, Harvest Moon. So I had no idea what any of those even were. Right. And that's, like, I, like, I knew of Crash Bandicoot. I, like, I recognized the name and, I, like, the, the, like, the mascot, but I just never got into those games because I was still... Like as a platformer at that point, I was still like a Mario diehard or something like that. Yeah, so was, see, Mario never really play. connected with me as much as other people like that connected with them. I just I'm not that good at it, so I didn't really like it. But mm -hmm. it was pretty decent at Crash, and it was fun, and the levels were different. Every level had a different theme to it, and it was just not Mario because it's it's so linear, and I'm I'm just not good at it. Why play a game that you're not good at? And everyone loves it, and they're like, oh, I love Mario. I I like it. Yeah. Like it's it's there, but Crash was Crash was my game. Like the little the little mask that he had that was like ooga booga booga and just yeah. Crash nice. Crash is my my bay. I love it. <laughs> so uh so we we kinda jumped there from the original Nintendo up to PlayStation. Did you play any Super Nintendo or um, were you a handheld like, person? Did you have like a Game Boy and play Pokemon and all that? My stuff? friends had like Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64, but I never, we never had that jump to those consoles. We basically just had the original Nintendo and then jumped to the PlayStation 1. Okay. Um, I had a Game Boy Advance color in Arctic Ice. It was like that purple kind of see through color. Mm -hmm. And I would play, I think I had a few Harry Potter games on it and a few other random little games. It was mostly the Harry Potter games, though. Um, so I did do handheld, but I wasn't that big into it. I used to live about five hours away from my grandparents. So every other weekend, we would take a trip to go see them. And I needed something to do in the car. So yeah, that's a long weekly trip. Yeah. So, week trip. so they bought me one of those and I played that for. A long time probably longer than it was actually relevant really um i just didn't keep up on games or read magazines or do anything i wasn't that invested in it so i didn't know when new consoles were coming out mm -hmm. i completely missed the playstation 2 release like i just i continued to play the same games that i had had and i didn't even know that new games came out and if they did i weren't wasn't interested in them obviously yeah and my dad wasn't that big of a gamer so he didn't pay attention and it just wasn't something that we kept up to date on, but I still loved the games I had and I played them. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like I said, high school came around and it just wasn't cool with my crowd of friends to play. And so I just stopped playing and it just stopped there until I met G and he has been a gamer his entire life. Like he's someone that you might want to talk to about games because he's been playing forever and he's had every console and we have every console and we have all these games and his backlog is pretty minimal compared to the ones that he's, he's beaten. And I started dating him and he had a PlayStation two and he introduced me to God of war. And that was my turning point. Like, Oh, I remember games and I love games. I should get back into this. That's what brought you back. Yeah. God of War. Yeah. So I played God of War. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, God of War 2. And then there was a few other games in there. And his cousin ended up buying a PlayStation 3 when it came out and had Assassin's Creed on it. So we borrowed the PlayStation 3 to test out Assassin's Creed. He was debating whether or not he wanted to buy one. And while that wasn't the greatest game, it was still a really good system and so he spent the money on it and we had that and i played um call of duty with them and ever since then we've just been cycling through games together um whether it be like nazi zombies together or resident evil anything co-op we'll play together um but then i got into playing stuff by myself again which was really nice because i hadn't played i didn't know that there were that many options out there to play and Mm -hmm. he brought up all these games and um we have this this list of games i don't know if i've told you about it but it's called the shiny things list i've I've heard of it on uh on other podcasts i think yeah so i mean if you've heard me on a podcast before you probably heard me mention it and it's a list of games that he's been in love with his entire life on other consoles um whether they're old ones or new ones and he's put these games together this list together of games that he thinks that i need to play and that are some of his favorite games and life-changing games um and i'm not really wanting to play them because they're just games and like final fantasy 10 i'm i was not interested in that at all but he decided to bribe me with them hence the shiny things part so every time i beat a game i get something that makes me happy like a new pair of expensive jeans or um i think he bought me a stethoscope one time for school because that's pretty expensive and um final fantasy when i beat that he actually bought me a dress that looks similar to one of the characters in another final fantasy game so um I got introduced to more games because of that, and it's it's been pretty awesome. Nice. What did you? So was it Final Fantasy fifth or ten that you you beat to get a shiny thing? Yes, I have yeah. to beat the game. I cannot. No right. cheating. No nothing. I mean, I technically kind of cheated in that one because I got to the very end and I wasn't leveled up enough to um, beat the main boss. But his old memory card when he played the game, he maxed out every single slot that you could max out. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, you got to the end of the game and that's what I wanted. Like literally all you have to do is, is beat this guy and that's it. So he switched his memory card out so I could beat it on his name and get the end of the story. Cause that was uh-huh. the point was to play the game, get the experience and get the story. And he knew that I wasn't going to go back and grind anymore because I freaking hate grinding. That is not something that I'm a fan of. Like yeah. that's the biggest reason I haven't beat persona yet is because you have to grind and just, yeah. Um, yeah. But what did you end up thinking of final fantasy 10 then? I really like the story. Um, the, the grind and the the JRPGness of it is a little is a little daunting. Yeah, it's just so long and it's not the right controls for me. I don't enjoy it. Like I'm really surprised that I liked Persona, probably just because I really like the characters enough to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, but JRPGs just aren't for me. So I like something with a little 
a little more like I'm an uncharted person. I'm a, the last of us, uh, mm -hmm. you know, even telltale walking dead. Like I like those kinds of stories and in gameplay. I just don't enjoy JRPG gameplay, but I'll give it a chance if lots of people love it. Yeah. So, okay. And the shiny things list has opened up my eyes to trying new types of games and not just shutting them down. Like, a Zelda, Zelda's on there. There's like four Zeldas. And so every time I'd beat a Zelda, like Ocarina of Time was on there. God, I started that game four times and just couldn't get through it. And finally it came out on, um, was it the 3DS? Yeah. Yeah. And so I played it and beat it on there finally. I just like newer things. Like the old consoles and the old games don't grab me. And so when they get, to, yeah. yeah. And when they get remastered and put on newer consoles, it's so much easier to get to them. But the Shiny Things list again has helped me play those games that I would not have played at all. Mm -hmm. What's your what's your favorite game that has come from the shiny game uh, shiny things list? Brick. Um, I can't remember exactly which ones were on there, but I know that Dead Space was on there. The Dead Space trilogy was on there. It's a trilogy, okay. right? Or there's I know there's two. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's Dead Space is, is a is a black hole in my uh, <sighs> my gaming Backlog, they're, so. they're so good and the first one the first three minutes of it scared the crap out of me so of course i loved it um yeah but that one was on there i can't remember if portal was on there or not i don't think so that one was too short for him to put on there there's been a few like i loved ocarina of time after i finished it um but i think dead space was one of the best it was so yeah. good and i never would have played it ever mm -hmm. uh so we're on the uh, so back to the the kind of the PS2 to PS3 era. Um, you guys get the PS3 uh, after the after your cousin or after G's cousin kind of demos it with uh, Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. What are some of the what are some of your PS3 standouts? You touched on Uncharted. Um, oh yeah, uh, loved Uncharted. I got into Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, um, World at War. I never went before Call of Duty Four. I never played any of those before, but. The ones that, like, I would sit for hours and hours. He used to work night shift. So mm -hmm. I'd come home from my job at about 10 p.m. And he wouldn't come home till like, 2 or 3 a.m. And from that time that I got home to when he got home, I would play Nazi zombies all night. And, okay. like, I was that typical girl with my headset. And the boy's like, oh, you're a girl. And I'm like, yes, I'm a girl. Like, get over it. Whatever. No big deal. And they're like, we'll help you get through the level. It's okay, honey. Like, we'll get you through this. And just really annoying. Um, Yay, condescension in gaming. Ugh, right. Uh, what else was on there? I can't remember. Unless, like, the list is in front of me, I just can't remember very much stuff that was on there. Last of Us was still on PS3, right? Yep. Yeah, loved Last of Us. One of my all-time favorite games. Um, we said Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, more God of War. Um, I've played all of the God of Wars on, like, the PSP, too, and stuff. Just Okay, yeah, we can, we can jump over to PSP real quick. Um, what are, uh, like... I mean, did you, after the Game Boy Advance, and did you kind of keep up with handhelds? No, I had the Game Boy Advance, and then I still played it in the same games that I had until I was in high school. Uh, the only reason I know about the PSP is because G bought it, and we played it, and he bought the one with God of War, like the red PSP with the God of War face on it. And funny story, I actually took that with me to IGN one time when I went to see Nolan North. He was there. And... I'd been wanting Colin to sign it. Well, he wanted Colin to sign it. And I knew there was this one door that all the IGN people came out of, or some of them came out of, but I'd seen him come out of it before on a previous trip, and I knew he was going to come out of that door. So I sat in front of it where you're supposed to sit anyway. I wasn't, like, stalking him. I was just like, I know he's going to come out of that door. I'm supposed to sit here. I'm going to keep my eye on the door. And he came out, and I was like, oh, beyond! And I, like, screamed at him. 
and I think I scared the shit out of him, but he was really nice and he said hi to me and he took a picture with me. And then I was like, so my boyfriend has this PSP. Would you mind signing it for it for me? And I pulled out a Sharpie and the PSP and he goes, well, this is kind of irrelevant, isn't it? And I'm like, yes, so is your signature, but I still want that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, touche. So he signed that for me and we have this God of War PSP with his signature on it. So that was Excellent. pretty fun. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think that's one of the few things that I played on it. I didn't play very much on it. And the handhelds don't, don't call out to me until the Vita and I love my Vita. So, and we've kept up with every console since the PS4. Uh -huh. We just continue to buy every single one, two of them with their PlayStation products. Did you, so, uh, um, uh, going back then, uh, did you ever get into Xbox? I or, was not. An I, Xbox I know, fan. I know you're primarily a PlayStation person. I'm primarily a PlayStation person because I've never had the chance to play Xbox. Like okay. PlayStation was just what was introduced to me. Like my mom happened to buy the PS1 instead of an Xbox. And so that's just what I grew up with. And that's what G had when we met. And that's what I continued to play. And he's even bought us Xboxes in the 360s and the Xbox One. And it just isn't. I don't enjoy the controller. I'm not in love with the exclusives. So it's like the PlayStation has better exclusive for me personally. Mm -hmm. Why, why go with another console, you know, even though we yeah. have it, yeah. but it's a pain in the ass to switch out the TV over. And I just, they're not worth it to me yet. That's, that's fair. I like, I, uh, I've touched on it before. I missed, I, I had an original Xbox, but I was mostly a still PlayStation person. Uh, and then the, uh, Xbox 360 I skipped for just the PS3 uh, and then this so this is the first generation since that since PS2 GameCube and Xbox that I've had like one of everything mm -hmm. uh, and it's very it's very much still like I play any multi-platform stuff on the the um, uh, on the PS4 but I like I've gotten now into Halo a little bit and Gears of War some of the like the big Xbox exclusives because of like the remastered system or the remastered yeah collections and stuff I've gotten to go back and play some of them that I would have missed otherwise like the commercials always looked cool and I mean Halo always stood out I just we played it one night with some friends and it wasn't for me and then like Gears of War I saw a commercial for it like a trailer um when we went to the movies one night and I'm like that looks really freaking cool but we never bought it and I never liked like I wasn't intrigued enough to go out and buy it myself so it just, I never got a hold of it. And I like to make fun of the fact that I don't like Xbox just because I've never played it and I'm a hater on it, but I'm just like a fake hater. I mean, more power to you if you can play all the consoles or if that's your favorite. I really love that everyone has something that they can choose from, but I like to make fun of the fact that I hate it. I don't hate it. I just like right. to, yeah, to tease you, about it. You like to troll the Xbox fanboys. Yes. Yes. It's really fun. I made the mistake of saying Xbox sucks on an episode of Beyond one time. It was Beyond 300 and I was, I got called up on stage. I'd like only been listening to them for about eight episodes and we went to the X, to the uh, 300 live and they called me up on stage and I asked them a question and um, somebody said something about an Xbox or the Halo or whatever and I was like, Xbox sucks, send them home. And some few people in the audience were like, ooh. I'm like, what? PlayStation podcast. What do you expect me to say? Like, yeah. I don't think that they knew that I was just teasing. Mm -hmm. like, whatever. People take yeah. things to be sensitive. So. Sometimes, yes. Uh, uh, that ties in, interestingly enough, to uh, uh, the guest I recorded yesterday, Quentin, Quantum Arbiter. Um, uh, we were touching on the fact that both of us really got into Beyond around episode 300. 
Like yeah. uh, that was kind of our first, our first exposure to it, our first on a regular basis. Um, so I like I love that, like I can piece. If I if I were to go back and and look at Xbox th- or uh, Beyond Three Hundred, I would see so many people that I know now. Um, yeah. From two years before I met them. It's funny. I do the same thing. I'll look through pictures from the event and, or I'll meet people now and they're like, Oh yeah, I went to be on 300 too. No way you did. I was there too. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. Like Amanda, Amanda was there and I never actually met Amanda. And if I did, I was way too drunk. Um, like Panda Musk, I had like a 20 minute conversation with Panda Musk and I had no idea because I don't remember. I drank like a bottle of Jack Daniels to myself. So (laughs) I didn't, I don't remember any of these people. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of people that were there at the same time. Um, Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's even, even going back to, um, like beyond 400, mm -hmm. um, uh, cause that was the first one I went to, uh, like a month or so after kind of funny live through uh, kind of the first kind of funny live. Mm-hmm. Um, and like not knowing Christian, but, um, remembering seeing the video that he put up after, uh, beyond 400 and then yeah. like thinking, Oh, that was really cool. Like I remember that guy shooting video, but not knowing him at all. And then like sitting down with him at PlayStation experience that year and like really getting to know him and him doing it and being like putting, connecting the dots of like, Oh, you were the guy that did it at, at beyond 400 yeah um even something like that is it's it's weird how like how how we can go back to those kinds of events and be like oh you were there and you were there and you were there Mm -hmm. and we just didn't know each other yet but yeah i mean you and i met at kind of funny live and then we hung out again at the ign house party with beyond 400 and then um joey was at kind of funny live and i had no idea like i saw her and i'd seen some of her tweets and we didn't actually connect until right after it happened and we connected online so it's kind of sad that like i saw her and didn't make that connection in person and reach out in person i wish i would have because who knows? I mean, we might have an extra month or two on our friendship, but yeah. it was still like really cool to go back and be like, oh yeah, she's in this video or she was sitting four rows behind me or whatever. Like I'll look at pictures and I'm like, but after an event and I'm like, I don't know that person. How did they get into that picture? Whatever. And then the next event, I'm like, oh yeah, you're that person. Like I remember you and no wonder you were in that picture because you hung out with us the whole time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so uh, that kind of gets us into uh, like, when did you, so you got into beyond a little bit before, um, 300 episode 282. Okay. I remember it vividly 282. Um, because we had gone to a live taping. G had been listening to podcasts for a long time. He started out with some news podcasts in the morning. He drives eight to 10 hours a day. So this is what he listens to on his job is constantly listening to podcasts. And, um, he had gone through the entire backlog of, of podcasts beyond in God, like six months or something. Um, and, he knew about up at noon and Greg did live tapings. You could apply online and go down on a Thursday at one o'clock and go watch a live taping of up at noon. And he happened to have a week off randomly during the week. And, um, I had school off that day too or something and I didn't work that day. It just worked out perfectly. So we took a trip down to San Francisco. We're about two hours away. Um, and we took a trip down there and we watched the live taping and the guest was Michael Winslow. And, I didn't really know who he was. I had no idea who this Greg Miller character was. Like, whatever. I've got this picture with these people. I don't even know. I took a picture with Altano. I had no idea who he was. Um, And then on the way home, he was like, you know, they're having a live showing of their 300th episode at IGN. We should go. And I'm like, what's 
what's the podcast beyond i don't know what this is like i know you mentioned all the time but like do you have an episode we can listen to and he's like as a matter of fact there's a new episode i haven't listened to so we listened to it on the way home and i've been a fan ever since um so i've i've been with them for a while not as much as a new and i sure as heck didn't listen to the backlog i didn't have enough time for that um but i've been listening to the guys for so long and that's what jump started the whole um listening to the podcast and then making my own mm-hmm. excellent um so the the current generation you got your ps4 you got your did you ever did you ever go back to nintendo outside of like the 3ds i mean like we play the wii u and play the wii and we'll play old games if friends come over or something um but me personally i never wander back to the old consoles unless there's something that reaches that and usually it's only the playstation 3 i don't ever go as far back as playstation 2 or anything else like that right and it, it was less uh like did you go back to them but more of a like you mentioned g kind of has the systems or or had them so oh, like, yeah when, when the wii came out were you playing wii games when the wii u came out were you playing wii u games i sometimes dabble in them i don't actually like, sit down and play a game unless it's either a co-op game or a zelda game or we have friends over and we're playing multiplayer because that's what i personally think nintendo is the best for either it's mario zelda and multiplayer yeah. there's nothing else that reaches out to me um so we play a lot of a lot of the multiplayer games for game nights with friends nice. uh, yeah he'll go back and he'll play other ones i just don't it's the controller thing and it's the switching over of the systems it's just not worth it for me understandable uh so what are some standouts of this generation then what are like what are some highlights of uh the ps4 era um these days that you you've been like really playing like i know you um, guys for example i know you guys really got hooked on overcooked oh my god overcooked was fantastic i love stupid games like that they're so fun um let me pull up my playstation account because i know i'll forget some until dawn was my game of the year i was completely obsessed with that it's one mm-hmm. of the few games that i've repeatedly played i think i played it four times in order to finish it um Uncharted 4 was fantastic just because I love Uncharted. Like, they can do no wrong in my book unless they screw up the story. And I, while I wasn't happy at the initially with the ending, I ended up turning around and I understand why they did the ending the way they did and I liked it. I ju- it just wasn't what I was expecting. I remember we had some conversations about that after. Yeah. Uh, after you, like, we had some text back and forth. Um, yeah. Because you were expecting it to be a little bit more like Last of Us inspired with like somebody needs to die (laughs) yeah i just expected them to kill off like everybody or something like some big (laughs) giant thing to make me cry tear my heart out put it in a blender like that's what i wanted from this game was an emotional roller coaster they wanted your happy tears not your sad tears i know and i appreciate that i love that there was a happy ending and it 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 was fine um outside of that going uh like uh because we didn't we kind of glossed over it when did like, did you get on Uncharted right away um, in PS3 era, or did, was that something that you kind of got introduced to eventually? I think we you... did. I think by the time he bought his PS3, like Uncharted, or was Uncharted the end of it? I can't remember. We had it. I know that we had it, and I played it, and I loved it. So whenever we got a hold of it, and it was during the PS3 era, I just, it was fantastic. Um and so, of course, when the second one came out, he loved it as much as I did, and he bought that. I usually don't buy games. I only play what he plays or buys because I'm not that invested to actually just buy a game. I think I'll usually only buy games for him 
Although I think I bought Until Dawn, and I said I bought it for him, but really I bought it for myself because I really wanted to play it. Um, let's see, where's my trophies? spooky horror games? Ugh. Oh God, it was so good. Um, oh, that generation two. I also loved Journey, and I loved Limbo. Um, the Last Swan was really good. Um, the un- the into un- unfinished, the unfinished one. Unfinished, yeah, unfinished one. Um, yeah, those were all really good. Little Big Planet was a big one for me too. I loved that. I've got some Sackboy um, plush dolls. I actually have like a plastic Sackboy that holds the Vita, which is cool. Nice. Um, Did you start to say Borderlands? Else. Yes, Borderlands we got into, and we actually played that um, like a LAN party. We had two other friends that that wanted to play it, and so we brought them over, and we'd have four TVs in our house with four Playstations, and we would sit for hours and and play that. Nice. Um, yeah, that was really fun. That seems like uh, Borderlands was a game that or were, were games that I played through um, by myself at first. Uh, and I, like it was one of those I was like, I enjoyed my time, but I could totally understand why it would be more fun with friends. And eventually my sister and her um, then boyfriend, then fiance, now husband, um, uh, they were in Texas. And I basically sent her um, for her for her birthday that year and like as an early Christmas present, I got them a PS4 and like the Handsome Jack collection so we could mm-hmm. play Borderlands because they had Borderlands up but on PS3 so we couldn't play together. Yeah. Um, so I, well, I, we could have played together. I could have gone back and like hooked in my PS3 but I was lazy and decided, no, I'm just going to give her a PS4 instead. <laughs> uh, uh, so we would play that and we would play Diablo um, kind of uh, like as a weekly kind of like get together for us. Um, it was fun, good times. My sister was terrible at games, though, so it was basically <laughs> like she would die, and then Joel and I would revive her. Um, so that's me. Like, I'm not the greatest. I'm really not. I love to game, and there's some games that I'm pretty good at. I just am not not top tier, and I'm not going to pretend like I am. I mean, I might pretend for fun, but no, I'm not the greatest. But mm-hmm. um, playing all together was such a fun thing, because they would come over, and God, they would do these stupid all-night parties of FIFA, and I hate FIFA. There's nothing more in the gaming world that I hate more than FIFA or like NBA 2K or Madden or oh God, I hate those games. So they would come over and do FIFA parties or Call of Duty parties. And occasionally I would play Call of Duty with them. Um, but then one weekend it was Borderlands and we had just bought my, he had just gotten me my PlayStation 3 for my birthday and had bought two copies of it. And then our two other friends had been wanting to play it. So we all got together and played it. And we beat it, and it was great. So we decided when the next one came out, we'd do the same thing. Well, Borderlands 2 came out, and then one of our friends, his PS3 broke. And Oh, no. Yeah, that kind of screwed that over on us. We got about halfway through and haven't picked it up since, which sucks. Uh, that kind of destroyed things. Who did you play as in, uh, in Borderlands? Oh, I always played as a girl. So it was either Lilith or... Um... Oh, my God, my brain. Uh, who's the other siren? I don't remember. Lilith was from the first. Uh, yeah. Um, and whoever it was in the, the second. I just played the girl because I like yeah. the girls. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So this generation, what else? I was just scrolling through. Um, oh, I loved Heavy Rain. I was a big fan of that last generation. Um, I played all of the Assassin's Creed because Assassin's Creed is one of my all-time favorite games ever. Um, Interesting. See, L.A. Noir, um, Resident again. Evil, Trevor says hi. Let's 
So tell me, tell me about the uh, Assassin's Creed games. What is it you love about them? Because I like I've tried and just couldn't connect with them. I hated the first one. I hated okay. it so much. Just the controls were all janky. The story was okay, but I wasn't wasn't a real big fan of it in general. So at least we're, we're on the same page there. <laughs> yeah, so the second one came out, and there's something about Ezio that I just love. I love him as a character. I love the story. I love the gameplay. Um, and it was also the first game, Assassin's Creed 2 was the first game that I've ever platinumed. Okay. So there's just something about it that I love it. And so I played every single other one, and even the bad ones, to me, weren't that bad, because I still enjoyed them a lot. The, like, uh, the Yeah, I... I... Because I played, uh, I tried playing the first one, um, and, like I got it as a, like a greatest hit because people were like, oh, Assassin's Creed is really fun. And I tried mm -hmm. it, I was like, it didn't connect with me, I didn't make it past like the first couple missions or something. Um, and then when I got my PS4, I was looking for something to play and people were like, no, like Black Flag is really good. And so I, I was like, okay, well. The pirate ship part on that? that? It's that or it's FIFA. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll play a little bit of FIFA. But well, like, when in doubt, not FIFA. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like I grew up playing soccer, so it was it was a, like a fun. It was fun to return to that. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very much like um, uh, looking for something to play that wasn't knack, basically. And yeah. so I, I went with Black Flag, and I was like, oh, this like this is really fun. Like I really enjoyed um, that game. Um, I still didn't like the Assassin's Creedness of it, like all of the janky mechanics and, and the the controls and everything, but like all of the pirate ship stuff was really fun. So I was like, oh, like let me let me give this series another shot. So I went back, I fought through the first game, still hating it. Um, hated it. And and Ezio, like the, the Ezio trilogy, um, I didn't hate as much. Um, I was, like I like the story of it. Like, I like the story of Assassin's Creed. I hate the controls of Assassin's Creed. And See, I like the, the controls. Of, and maybe it's it. because I'm not, like, a great gamer. I'm not really good at stuff that I really don't care if it's kind of janky. And I just, I like the way to assassinate people. It's fun. And, like, the Hidden Blade is just one of my favorite things. And I would play the entire game just, like, sword fighting people with the Hidden Blade. And everyone's like, you know, you can, like, pull a sword out, right? I'm like, yeah, why? I got this sweet Hidden Blade here. Like, why would I do that? This thing is um, just up my sleeve. Why, yeah, why would I need anything I'm fighting else? like this. It's hecka cool. <laughs> um, but no, it's just, there's something about it that I love. And I, I even bought the Colonial flag, and I bought the Jolly Roger flag um, to have, and I need to find a way to hang them up somewhere because they're pretty fantastic. And I didn't think that I would like the ship part, and like the pirate ships and all that kind of stuff, the fighting, but I loved it. It was great. And honestly, the bad games were really good to me. It's just something that I like for some reason. Yeah, three so. was the one that like, uh, as I was going through and playing them all, I got, I didn't even get through like the, the, the real opening section of three. I don't think um, like I never played as Connor, for example, like I, I stopped playing while I was still playing as Hatham, I want to say. Oh, really? Um, yeah, like in the oh in the, it like I played an hour or two and just like it didn't connect with me. I was See, like, and I loved Connor too. Like I, I thought that he was a pretty cool character, and I thought it was interesting that they did like a Native American spin on it. Like, mm -hmm. I just there's something about it that I really love. Yeah. Um, did you uh, like uh, so Unity and Rogue came out in the same year? Did you play both of them or? I have not played either. I don't okay. think. Um, I think. And then Syndicate is the last one. No, I haven't played any of those. I just they're not. I just think they should have stopped while they were ahead. Like, okay. don't Final Fantasy it. So. so, so Black Flag is the last one you played then. Black Flag is the last one that I played, I believe. Good. Did you play the Vita? 
did you play the Vita one liberation? I, I started it. Didn't like the controls on it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, not a fan. Um, oh, also going back to that shiny things list. Um, Kingdom Hearts was on there. Okay. Infamous was on there. Um, I think that was some of the few. Yeah. What, what, um, like, what were your thoughts on those? I I loved Kingdom Hearts. I've picked up Kingdom Hearts two and I've started trying to play it, and I can't I can't get into it long enough periods of time to really get into it but i really did like the first one mm -hmm. um infamous was really good it, it, to me it kind of had an assassiny feel to it but just kind of in the controls a little bit um okay. and i've again started to just haven't gotten into it yet um but those were both two really good usually the ones that i i play are good i end up liking them mm -hmm. um i just don't it's, it's almost like g has good them. taste yeah pff, i guess you must. <laughs> um, what this? Oh, this gen started out with Rezo Gun, though, right on the PS4. Okay, yeah. That was that was fantastic, and actually, G helped me platinum that, so that was one of my my few platinums. Um, I loved that. What else? Um, we talked about Infamous Two. I started Little Big Planet again. Um, sorry, scrolling through my list. There's Until Dawn, Walking Dead was great, Gone Home. The only reason that I played Gone Home on this system was because G ended up buying it. I had already played it on my laptop because okay. it was great, and I loved it enough to replay it. Did um, you, uh, that, that, that opens up another question. Uh, mm -hmm. do you, do you, have you played like PC games or, or computer games? Like, Did you ever get into like The Sims or SimCity or any of that stuff? Oh, I loved The Sims, okay. and when I was a kid, I played the shit out of Sims. That's what I played in high school. That's what because, you were playing in high school? Yeah, that's what I was playing in high school was The Sims constantly. Yeah. And I didn't actually like play it. I just built shit and mm -hmm. cheated. It's lots that's, of money and just made dream houses. That's always my next question on on The Sims is what kind <laughs> of Sims player were you? And yeah, you Oh, I was a cheater. You just you just typed in Rosebud. Rosebud, and then, yeah. And then like exclamation semicolon, exclamation semicolon to get a whole bunch of money. Yep. Do you and... know how long it took me to remember that cheat? Because like, Google wasn't that big of a thing. Like, I mean, it was a big thing, but it wasn't as handy as it is now. Uh -huh. And so I didn't have the internet at my house. And I couldn't look up the cheat. And I couldn't okay. call anyone because I didn't have any service. Like, and none of my friends played it. So I couldn't call them even if they did play it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I remember I had friends... When I was 14, my grandparents took us to Europe, and these exchange students that she had when my mom was in high school, we ended up staying with them, and their son played The Sims, which is how I got into it. And I know he had a cheat, and I'm like, I know it was Rosebud, but what were the other symbols? And I would type Rosebud with every single combination of random, like, semicolon and parentheses and bars and asterisks and shit like that that I could think of until I finally found it. And when I finally found it, I was so excited and just cheated the shit out of that game. Nice. Um, yeah. That was that's one of the that's one of the earliest like distinct memories I have of IGN was was like getting uh those cheat codes from uh from from IGN from their so like funny. their cheats page or whatever for I don't for the ever remember getting cheat codes like that just somehow I had them occasionally for certain games and mm -hmm. that was the first game that I really cheated on um but that was the only con the only laptop like PC game or whatever that I really played I tried to play Rust and I didn't know very much about PC stuff that you have to have like a really good PC to do it and I downloaded it on my Mac and it kept crashing every five seconds so that was a wasted 20 bucks um mm -hmm. but then Gone Home ran well enough to play and that was really good i sat down in one sitting and played that and then i replayed it um mm -hmm. 
again when it came out when he bought it. Um, I think yeah, I always tell the story. Um, I played I played through part of Gone Home um, on PC back when it came out because um, mm -hmm. like Greg was you know singing its praises and stuff and and I was like okay I want to I want to check out this game and I'm not a spooky person uh, spooky games person at all oh, I so am. like the the atmosphere of that game um, creeped me out and there's a moment in there where you you pick up a thing and then you put it down and it like that cues a light bulb to burst and pop. Uh -huh. Um, and that scared the hell out of me, and I didn't come back to that game until it came to console. <laughs> That's great. So no, I, I, I loved I, it, I and I was actually that game for three years. I, the only reason that I played it was because I was at the Up at Noon taping with Steve Gaynor. Okay. And so I got a little insight to it, and I thought that it would be great. I went home that day, and as soon as I got home, I downloaded it and played it. Um, but back to like PS4 stuff. Um, one of G's games of the year was I think from this year actually was The Witness. Mm -hmm. um, and so I played that. Was, that. that was my um, game of the year for last year, yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't on the shiny things list, like if I hadn't played it myself, then he would have put it on there. Like that's how much he loved it. Um, he's really into Rocket League and I've, I've played with him. I'm not great at it at all because I'm not good at sports and it's a soccer thing. So you'd think that I would hate it, but I actually really like it. Um, but it's fun to sit down for a few minutes and play it and it's different. I thought it was really fun when they did the hockey one. Mm -hmm. That's really... That was really funny. Um, let's see. Tricky Towers we've been playing. I like okay. the little games like that. They're so fun and overcooked yeah. and stuff. It's uh, Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it goes to what you were saying about Nintendo doing really well is the couch co-op stuff. Uh -huh. Like, that's... You get that a little bit in the, like, in the, the indie titles and the PSN games, um, like Tricky Towers. Yeah. Uh, Tumblestone's another one you guys might like, I think. Um, Check it out. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, and overcooked, obviously. Um, that's that was that's the best $16 that I've spent in the last year was overcooked. And it was because Colin and Aaron were talking so much about it. And then I think Joey got into it. A few other people I know were like, oh, this game is so good. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell this game is, but I need it in my life. So I went and bought it and we played it. God, you never thought you'd yell at somebody over onions as much as you do. Like, <laughs> good game. Um, yeah. Let's see, I think that's, I've been really bad this, this, you know, era. Um, Inside, I just finished. What did you think of Inside? Uh, very limbo-y. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was as, ma as amazing as people say it was, but it was really good. Like, I sat down and knocked it out. Um, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, it was, the, the art was really pretty. The story was really weird. Yeah, um, it, it, I, I compared it to, like, the avant-garde um, theater that I've had to either be in or see over the years um, where it's like just oozing with pretension um, <laughs> and it's like really good if you're in it and you know like what every decision is like means and, and is about and like mm -hmm. why everything's happening but as an audience member who doesn't who wasn't there for like the six weeks of rehearsal or something like that or the, the four or five years of making the game it's like okay like I get that this is this has a point, but like you, you just kind of it, it, it rubbed me the wrong way in that regard. Like the gameplay is great. It's yeah, it's you know it's it's a solid, it's a solid straightforward experience. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but yeah, it was like the the bigger picture story that a lot of people were like, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing, and I've got all these. Yeah, theories. it was like I was like I don't care. Like I mean, it was it was an interesting enough reason to care about theorizing all that stuff. Yeah, no, it was okay like that was a not that was a good story like that's fine but it yeah. wasn't this like pff, thing that 
I was amazed by it. The puzzles were really fun, and, you know, the gameplay was simple, yet nice, and whatever. Yeah. 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 It wasn't, wasn't game of the year for me, though. Yeah. Um, I assume Uncharted was? Yeah, Uncharted was game of the year for me. Yeah. Just because but Uncharted. Prior to 4, where did you fall on the, like, was Uncharted 2 better or was Uncharted 3 better camp? I'm weird when it comes to this stuff. I usually, with the exception of Assassin's Creed, think that the first is usually the best, but that's usually because it's what was introduced to me first and what got me hooked. And I think it's the nostalgia thing that gets me. It's not because the game is better or because the story is better, because the game and the story were fantastic for four, but I still think one is my favorite because it was the initial thing that I got into and I love it so much. And that's what jumpstarted the love of it. Um, So it'll always be one. And I'm a one, two, three, four. Okay. Interesting. With the exception of, again, Assassin's Creed, it would be probably two, four, three, one. Hmm. I would rather not put one on the scale at all, but you know. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you did the, the uh, going, jumping back to Assassin's Creed there, did you play the, like the other Ezio games or just two? Oh, no, I played all the Ezio games. You're lumping all of those in with two as kind of the top? No. No. Like, no, like two, two. Like uh-huh. just two, Got and it. then I guess you could like first place like subcategory, like two point two, two point three, two point whatever, however yeah. many there were Brotherhood and all of the additional Re- Ezio revelations. Games. Yeah, yeah. So those are all like subcategory first place, and okay. then second place is yeah is number four. So gotcha. there's just been so many of them. There's just there's just too many. Mm-hmm. Just stop it. I don't like when people Final Fantasy things. It There's too much. Do you know how many Final Fantasy games there actually are? There's like uh, 130 or some shit like that. I've I've played quite a few of them. Yeah. Yes. You haven't made a dent in them. <laughs> there's just too many. Like, no, I mean, yeah, like a, a lot of the... I've played like most of the direct spinoffs, but like yeah. the like World of Final Fantasy Sub-genre stuff ones. like that or, or, yeah. or whatnot. Like I haven't played those. And, and a lot of them like... A lot of them are Final Fantasy in name only because that was the name that like sold here in the states. So mm-hmm. like a lot of the original Game Boy ones are not they're they're Final Fantasy in the same way that like Super Mario Brothers Two is Super Mario, where it's like it was a different game that they packaged as a Super Mario game here for the states. Um, yeah, those were different games like Final Fantasy Adventures and Final Fantasy Legends for like Game Boy were different games that they packaged as Final Fantasy to to sell them where like Final Fantasy was a name in in uh, in America at the time. Yeah. So, so I like I don't necessarily count a lot of those, but I've still played a lot of those as well. Uh, but yeah, the like your X2s and your 13-2s and Lightning Returns and yada yada bullshit Cerberus that I am not going to play and I have no interest. I mean, whoever likes those out there, congratulations that you have all these games. Like that's awesome. Not not for me. Waste yeah. of time. Whatever. Are you on that note? Are you excited that uh, uh, that Uncharted is is continuing on with the Lost Legacy? It's what the the Lost Legacy that they uh, um, revealed at PlayStation Experience, the like the Chloe and Nadine. Oh yeah, I totally even forgot about that. I know it. I mean, it sounds cool. Like sure, cool. Again, yeah. if it's if it's from the same writers and the same people and the similar gameplay, just different characters, I'm down for it. Like if they would have done another Last of Us, but completely different people. I still would probably love it because, you know, story is great and gameplay is the same and the world is interesting. So, yeah, I'm down for it. Cool. Sounds good to me. 
Any other games from last year you want to touch on before we dive um, into? We did get VR. You got, um, that's right. You guys, uh, you got, like G surprised you with VR. Yeah, I told him let's get it for our co Christmas present or something. He's like, um, I bought it last night. I'm like, well, then I'm getting hair extensions. So if you're paying that much money for something, then I'm buying my own present. Um, Batman <laughs> VR was fantastic, and I still haven't finished it, but it was oh. really cool. The first half that I played. Okay, how far did you get in it? Um, I got to the morgue. Okay. And then I, I was playing it while I was pregnant, and it was really hard to stand up for that long. Yeah. Um, I didn't get sick or anything. It was just the, the standing that threw me off. Yeah. And so I haven't gotten back into that. But I plan on it one day, hopefully. Yeah, makes sense. So. The, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I was, that was the first game I played in, uh, in, in my PSVR. And my ex, Catherine, came by while, while I was playing it to <laughs> pick up something. And I showed it to her. Um, and she, we were, and she, like I was in the morgue, and so she immediately like, she like it was blowing her mind, and she's there playing and and like um, going like she like she immediately starts staring at like a corpse's crotch or something like that. I was like, <laughs> Calm down, cat. All right, that's weird. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fun little uh, like showing VR to somebody else was really fun. For oh me. God! Every time somebody comes over to the house, I have seen the ocean diving one. So many goddamn times I can tell you exactly how many freaking fish are in it because every time someone comes over, G wants to show it to people. And I'm like, uh, can we not? Like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. It's, I mean, like, that's the easiest one to show people because they don't have to do anything in it. But yeah, it's like, I, I did not like that one. We put my grandparents in it. And I'm like, you better not give them a heart attack. Like, do not put them in the one with the shark. So, um, but no, they thought it was really cool. And his mom was so excited. She wanted to just go out and buy VR. She's like, how do I buy this? Like, where do I buy this? And we're like, you know, it's going to cost you upwards of a thousand dollars. What? Why? Well, because you're going to need a new TV and you need to buy the PlayStation and you need to buy the VR. Like it's going to cost you. So she ended up not buying it. <laughs> Bye again, G and Quinn. <laughs> um, any, uh, so, so Arkham VR you played, uh, did you play any of the other VR experiences? Um, I played the Until Dawn one. Um, yeah, Rush of Blood. Yeah. Rush of Blood. Yeah, I played that at PlayStation Experience. The guy was, I kind of felt like, I'm not like, well, feminism or whatever, like gender equality. Like, I'm not some big, like, whatever about that. So I get up there and I had an appointment at the first, or at PSX, the second one. And he was like, oh, Oh, you're gonna play I have a game for you. And I was like, You have a game specifically for me? Cool, bro. Like, what is it? And he sticks me, of course, in the scary one, because I'm a girl and he's gonna get some reaction out of me. And uh, jokes on him, because I didn't I was expecting to be scared. So I didn't give him the reaction he wanted and he wasn't very happy about it. And he was like, Well, you didn't react how I expected you to react. I'm like, you think a girl is gonna just because I'm a girl, I'm gonna freak out. Like our friend is like, three years younger than me, this guy, and he screamed at it. So I'm like, maybe you should have had the boy do it, but mm -hmm. made me laugh. Um, so that was really fun. I haven't really gotten to play very much else um, because we've been too busy showing it to other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, VR is, VR is one I want to get back to, but like my, um, just my like apartment arrangement setup means I have to basically like rearrange furniture if I want to play VR and yeah. it's, it just ends up becoming so much of a hassle that I'm like, well, I'll do it some other time. Yeah. We just have to move a coffee table, but still it's, it's a hassle to get it set up and I'm too lazy. I'm too lazy to switch it over to the PlayStation to play something like walking dead. Then, you know, like I'm not going to switch it over to VR. 
So. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Any other any like last uh, last words on your gaming history, or you uh, do we want to move on to your favorite game? No, I went from a nerd to non-nerd to a nerd, and yeah, I'm back. Then, <laughs> we can move on to my favorite game. Then, then well, you threw some lipstick in there. Yeah, yeah. Dress excellent. It up. All right then. Uh, topic two: your favorite game, Portal. So it was really hard. I mean. I'm going to say, like, Portal is a favorite game of mine. It's, and that's fair. Like, that's that's yeah. what a lot of this, uh, like, the the one I recorded yesterday with Quentin, he came into the episode with, like, these are my three favorite games. I was like, you get one. <laughs> Pick you one. Get one. We can touch on all the others in your gaming history section. Yeah. Like, you, like we're going to focus on one for a topic. Yeah. Like, you can tell from my gaming history that Assassin's Creed is one of my favorites. Like, yeah. And there's a few in there that are pretty prevalent that are some of my favorites. Um, I think that Portal was one of my favorites because of how freaking funny it was. It was so funny. It was so innovative. And I just, like, who doesn't like Gladys? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's, it was just this great game. And I'm pretty sure it was on my Shiny Things list. And if it wasn't, it was just a game that G convinced me that it's only going to take like two or three hours. It's really short. It's really funny. Like, you have to play it. And it was great. And then, of course, let us to, led me to play Portal 2. And then that had the co-op. And so G and I played co-op. And God, it's just a good game. Like, it's so simple and yet really difficult. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it and does, it's got it, puzzles. Yeah, it does It does a really good job of uh, of kind of introducing you to the mechanics um, in a very, in a simple, straightforward way. And then mm-hmm. saying, okay, like here's the next version of that. You got to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. You have all the tools that you need. You have directions, you have signs that tell you what to do. So you do it. And then it's got this really awesome story and behind you, and it. You, and you've got a robot taunting you about it. Yeah. All. Yeah. Making fun of you and calling you fat and, you know, telling you you're an idiot. It's, it's a great game. Like I don't understand how you cannot like portal. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, people don't know about it, though, because it was on the orange box, and nobody really... It, it looked stupid. Like Yeah, like, it's it's one that I, I certainly heard about and, and ended up playing on PC, because I didn't have the orange box. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was not, like, one of the... Like, and I, I had heard of, like, Half-Life as well, and it was... I, like, I got into all of them in the same at the same time, um, kind of, like, oh, I keep hearing about these great games. I want to jump in. And I think mm-hmm. it was, like... Portal 2 was about to come out, so I was like, all right, I'm going to go and see what this portal, what this first portal was like before I buy Portal 2 on, like, the PS3. And, uh, and yeah, I was like, because I, I, I had already heard, like, The Cake is a Lie, and I'd heard Still Alive, like, many, many times um, by the time that, came, uh, that game, uh, by the time I played it. Like, mm-hmm. I already knew a lot of, like, the memefied aspects of the game, and, like, GLaDOS as, as a character was already, like, topping character charts and stuff so um but it was the yeah the puzzles themselves were were certainly what jumped out at me as like oh this is like really great game design really great yeah. level design i think like g was playing it and one of the parts that got me interested in playing it is he had put a portal on the roof and a portal on the ground and then jumped into the one on the ground and just continued to go yeah. and go and go and go and go and go and, go and, go and not really funny and so i was like this is something that i could i could get behind this that's 
not bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's one the, of those things you do. Yeah, the cake that's in the end too, the the lie cake. Um, I made for his birthday three years ago. I think I made him a cake that's really similar. So I did a chocolate cake with like a textured chocolate um, sprinkles all over it, and then I put the cherries with the little white frosting and everything. That was pretty fun. Nice. So there's actually a recipe for the cake, mm -hmm. like in the game. I yep. did not know that. So I was going to do that, and then I was like, no, it's going to take too much time. I'll just make it out of the box. Yeah, I think it's I think it's there in the end credits, mm -hmm. like as a as a cutaway gag kind of thing. Good song too. And then oh, I mean, yeah. Portal Two. Like, what's the guy's name that they got to play the Aperture guy? Uh, uh, are you talking? Uh, or you're talking J.K. Simmons? As... Yes. Oh my God, yeah. I love him, and his voice is so funny. And Wheatley was fantastic. Like, honestly, I can't pick between Portal and Portal Two. You kind of just have to like mush them together as because they're so short. It's basically one game. Like it's mm -hmm. yeah, but no, it's really really good. And whoever wrote that story is great. Like mm -hmm. who picked the voice acting and who did the script? They're genius. Yeah. Um, the uh, what like what are some of your favorite moments or say favorite like puzzles or puzzle mechanics oh, from, from the Portal games? It's been so long, but probably mm, the ones that like shoot you places. Okay. Like you get the portal and you have to jump into one of the portals to shoot you out of the other portal across something or whatever. Those are probably the greatest. When you yeah, like, when you jump on one of the platforms that just sends you flying through the air. Well, yeah, either that or you place a portal on a slanted area. Okay. And yeah. you jump from a really high area into like the blue portal and you get shot out of the orange portal across like gotcha. laser yep. beams or whatever. Um, I thought that was really fun because if you miss, you get screwed. And yeah. then just launching yourself out of something is always really fun. And it's great to watch people for the first time do it and have who have no idea about this game. Like Amanda came over and she was playing it for a while and she would get so turned upside down because when you jump through one portal it would like flip you another way or whatever mm -hmm. um and so watching people get dizzy and recorrect themselves is pretty fun um i think the ones like if you come to the turrets and you can put a portal under the turret to destroy it and like suck it through the, the portal to somewhere else mm -hmm. that was pretty awesome too yeah i so. liked uh i would always enjoy <clears throat> doing that and basically like okay i'm gonna put a portal over portal over here and then like put one under the turret and when I do that the turret like pops out and then starts shooting other turrets. Uh-huh. Yeah. How can yeah. you take out all the other turrets with one? Yeah. So. Um and then like I mean yeah, it's it's a it's a game that just has great little bits of humor like you pick up a turret and it starts like squawking at you to like help help put me down put me down mm -hmm. or whatever like saying those kinds of things. Um yeah, just like the the humor in that game is so is so on point and so like in my um, in my wheelhouse of like, this is my humor. Um, yeah. Like I would just sit there and <laughs> especially in portal two with Wheatley, um, I would just sit there and like not do anything and let him ramble and go through like his entire dialogue just to hear it. And I'll just to hear he everything he's going to say. Cause like yeah. they, they recognize that people are going to do that. And so they give him like just endless bits to like five to minutes kind of, of play just with. lines. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, there's a moment in, in there where he's like, Please like jump down into this pit. You know, you're not gonna die. I promise you're not gonna die. And if you like if you jump, you die and you get a you'll get a trophy or an achievement or whatever. Yeah, and then up. he's like, Oh, sorry, I lied to you. Yeah. <laughs> but if you like if you don't, if you just let him go and talk instead of like jump like instead of like solving the puzzle and going to where you're supposed to go portal wise, mm -hmm. um uh like he'll like he'll just talk about 
he, he will just ramble for like two or three minutes and it's just like fun to hear all of the weird stuff that they throw into that game even yeah. even in the like in the last little bit where they throw in like other cores like the the adventure core and the in the space core and stuff uh-huh. um if you just like listen to what they're saying and ignore the final fights and everything and just kind of let like their audio loops run it's like the humor in there is just always on point. Uh, it's just, yeah, a ton of fun. Uh, Cave Johnson was the same kind of stuff. Uh, J.K. Simmons, going back to what you're talking God, about. God, I loved like, J.K. Simmons. You, you just, and he just narrates all this stuff. Yeah. And, oh, it's too you funny. just let him rant about lemon. Uh, I mean, it obviously became a meme, but like lemonades and turning lemonades into grenades and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's like a ton of fun. Um, like, yeah, the there's... There's just so much wit in that game that mm-hmm. it like I I'm glad they did a Portal Two and it just makes me sad because I'm like now well now I just want a Portal Three and yeah. I don't know if they're ever gonna make it. <laughs> Probably not. And the thing is, there's such short games that I mean you can you can screw it up, but I highly doubt that they would screw it up enough with that short of a game, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I would kill for a Portal Three on PS4 or a VR Portal. Holy crap, would that be awesome? Yeah, they and they they have on Oculus. I think they have like a a like a VR portal kind of like experience mm-hmm. where you like it's it takes place in the Valve world of Portal and Half Life, yeah. and you uh, like like I've seen video of it. Basically, like you can you can open up a drawer and it'll be like the little stick figure men that they use in like showing off like this is how this puzzle works or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's those guys and you can like pick them up and like move them around and <laughs> like you you are controlling their world and they are like as if they are like real figures and stuff. Um, one of the great things that I, I got to experience um, because I love like the puzzle mechanics of it was uh, playing it on PC. They did like they released like um, like make your own portal levels and stuff, and 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 there are some really creative people out there that made their own levels nice. um, that you could go and kind of play through. The and the like the what you miss there though is that they like they don't have the the same story elements. Some of them like some of the really in depth ones have a pretty good story, and they've like they've added in like recordings and stuff um, to to kind of build on that, but. It just doesn't, yeah. It's it's great for the puzzling, less so for the if you like if you love Portal Four, the story and the humor, um, it doesn't always nail that. But um, there, yeah, there are definitely a lot of great puzzles out there in terms of the like the expansions and and the modding community. Um, Little Big Planet did the same it. thing. Yeah. Yep. Like they were they were fantastic with their their community levels. God, the ones that when the bombs all fell from the ceiling and you just had to go away from the bombs like those are some of the the most fun you know levels that i ever played in little big planet in general so like community adding a community element to games like portal or little big planet is really awesome not necessary at all but just something a little extra on the side yeah and it adds it adds like a gameplay uh, it adds replayability to those games and new content to those games without really taxing like the developers themselves yeah it's like Oh, if there are people who are like diehard enough fans to make their own portal levels, cool. And you can go yeah. in and like rate them and say like this was a like this was a good puzzle. And level then you can find future developers for your company. Yeah. Like if somebody made something so good and you love it and it's out of your mechanics, like, hey dude, you want a job on the next one that we make? Because you're pretty innovative and you had some cool ideas, like incorporate that into the next one for us or whatever. 
Um, we liked, we loved Portal so much that I have a pair of Portal earrings, uh, two pairs. I have like studs and I have like danglies or whatever, Portal earrings. I have um, the gun, the Portal gun that changes colors and stuff and actually goes pew, pew, pew when you like pull nice. the trigger. Uh, stupid, stupid purchase, but like, why not? Um, and people that come over that have played Portal look up and they're like, oh my god, is that the Portal gun? And we're like, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> um, and then I think I got a pair of the bouncy socks the that look like Chell's, um, yep. yeah, her socks. So I remember, Yeah, like I want to say like Think Geek or somebody sold yeah. those. Oh, and then one of my favorite things that I've ever gotten for my birthday or Christmas one year, G got me a, a cookie jar that is the companion cube. Nice. So yeah, and it, um, he also bought cookie cutters that I still haven't used. Um, that are the little the little stick figure guys, and mm -hmm. you can make a companion cube. It has a bunch of different like puzzle pieces basically, and if you cut out all the pieces, and then you can frost them all together um, to make sugar cookies. So I still need to make those. But the the cookie jar is one of my favorite things, and it's in my kitchen right now. Everyone looks at it that doesn't know Portal, and they're like, "Oh, that's cute. It's got like a little heart on it. It's a little box." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." And the people that do know what it is, of course, all my nerd friends, like I love like Think Geek stuff because I'm pretty sure it's all from Think Geek. And God, they've got some good stuff that when fellow nerds come over and they see it, they love yeah. it, and it's great conversation pieces. Yeah, I had uh, I had a like I got a water bottle that was basically just an Aperture Science water bottle. So it was a very yeah, simple been, thing. I've been um, wanting the coffee mug. That nice. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I have somewhere around um, I have like bookends that are like one of them is a is a it's it's one of those little stick figure guys. The back like, half of the walking stick figure into and then, yeah and walking yeah. into a, a blue portal and then the yeah the 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 other half walking out of the the orange. Yeah, portal and I, we've seen those and I've been wanting to get those. I have little big planet bookends that are they're kind of more cardboardy than they are really stable. Um, and mm. one of them's a little bit broken, but the portal ones are really cool. So mm. there's a lot there's, of cool stuff you can do with it. There's a car that I see like. I've I've seen them like multiple times on the road, so I know they live somewhere around me because I will see them just in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, and it's 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 a cube. It's one of those cube cars. I don't remember. Yeah. Like, God, who, they're ugly. Who manufactures it or whatever? But they've they've embraced the cubeness of it and like turned it into a companion cube. <gasps> you have to so, get a it next time you see it because that I would buy it buy that car for that. I would never buy that car under any circumstance except to make it look like that because I think yeah. it's horrendously ugly. Like it's it's I mean it's it, like they don't they don't like hit the color scheme or anything, but it's like you can you look at it and if you know portal you know that's what they're going for with it. And yeah. they, that's that's how they've like like they they I mean they'll throw like a companion cube or companion like above the the cube brand or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, so like I see them every now and then. I'm like, nice. Yeah. Like, I, I had an idea for our wedding cake that I wanted to do, and I wanted to like take the cake and then cut it in half and flip the bottom half over, and put it on like a blue circle like with frosting yeah. or something like that, and then have the top coming out of the orange side and put it on separate ends of the table. Um, cause no one again would get that except for like you and Joey and whoever other nerds that are our friends that come to the wedding or whatever. Um, yeah. but I'm not getting it professionally made. My mom's making it. So we're not going to do that, but I thought it would be a really fun idea. And then last year we See, moved into, so our, instead of doing it, instead of doing it like, um, like top and bottom, just split it like diagonally or down the middle or something and do it like with the portals standing up. Right. That, yeah, that's a smart idea. I'm going to try that. Um, G wanted to, for Christmas last year, we moved into our first house, and so we can put holes in things if we want. And uh, he wanted to get a real Christmas tree, and we've always had fake ones, and he wanted to cut it in half and put one half on this side of the house coming out of the roof, and then the bottom going into the floor on the other side. And I'm, uh -huh. 
I was like, you go ahead and you try that. And then he ended up not doing it. I've, I thought I've it seen really images fun. of people who have done that. Like, yeah, can, so of course he saw those. that and wanted to do it. But we couldn't find the the ring lighting, the orange. We couldn't find orange. Um, was it the rope light or whatever? Oh, okay. Yeah, there was blue and red. And then it was just looking to be a little too expensive. And we ended up not going for it. But it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Portal Portal's absolutely a, a great uh, great game. One of the easily one of the like the best puzzle games kind of ever created and and yeah. I, like and they did it they they did something that like we hadn't seen before which was like a first person shooter puzzle game basically. Yeah, I mean, um, and it was kind of shooting like I mean, yeah, you're playing with a gun, but it wasn't like a Call of Duty shooter, or Battlefield right. shooter. It was a little bit different. So, yeah. and I think it was obviously it's one of my top 10 games of all time. I think that it was one of the PlayStation 3's top five, like just because of how innovative it was. Yeah, tell me since I because I never I didn't have a person to play with. Um, so what's the co-op like in the in that in those? Oh, games? it's really fun. It's yeah. super super fun. You each have like two different colors or something. I think I think one is like purple and one's like blue or whatever. I don't know. Um, but you have to work together, and it's not just getting yourself from point A to B. It's okay, well, I have to go over here and I have to do this and then you have to do that and then let me put this portal here to get you there with my portal and whatever. Um, it It's a really, really good co-op game. Did you guys kill each other a lot? Oh, probably. It's been a while. We haven't played it in a long time, but it's really, really good. There's a there's a game that, uh, that uh, I was just reminded about and I actually have like the business card right here. Um, it's a game called Death Squared. Um, uh, which obviously it's like flipped here, but um, I've seen it at, uh, at PAXs and stuff, and it's a, it's a, it's basically like Overcooked meets Portal, um, effectively. Ooh, in in, uh, in like that's that's the way I'm describing it right now. Is is like it's Overcooked in that like you guys are um, two or you can control. It's it's a couch co-op puzzle game where you control uh, a couple of little cubes. And like you move them around, and there's like no instructions. So it'll mm -hmm. be like you'll you'll be a, a blue uh, you'll be a blue cube, and like G would be a, an orange cube, and there might be like a blue button on the map. And if you if if you as the blue cube move over to that um, blue button and touch it, like orange spikes will come out, and like might kill G or something like that, or mm -hmm. uh, like and there's lasers and stuff. So you it's just like trial and error, and like figuring out okay what like what how do we solve this puzzle. Because um, you like you basically need to each position your cube onto like a I want to say like in a little circle spot mm -hmm. um, to kind of like solve the puzzle, but it's getting there and it's like as you move something on the map might move in relationship directly to your movements. So like there might be a laser that is coming and if you are like if you are attached like the lasers up here and if you move like the laser moves with you. So if G is right here, it will like zap him when he dies so he would have to be like <laughs> on the other side of you mm -hmm. um and uh, and like i've seen i've seen people play it and it's just like it it gives you that same like you can easily like get really frustrated at it but when you like when you achieve it and accomplish it it's uh it's a really fun game i don't know when it's coming out but i've seen it yeah i've seen it at like every pax last year i'm sure i'll see it in a in a in a week at a uh, pax south as well oh yeah um, or or for people who are watching this, I'm sure I will have seen it at PAX South. Um, <laughs> this is going live afterwards, um, but yeah, that's that's definitely one I think you should keep on your on your radar for uh, yeah for when for that sure. comes out uh, if you are a fan of Portal and and Overcooked as as you are. So um, so yeah, I was just thinking about uh, as as our conversation was going, that was like 
I know that like the co-op portion of Portal, you guys can just kind of crush each other or something like. I mean, yeah, accidentally or intentionally. I mean, the same thing happens with Little Big Planet. Like, the best part of Little Big Planet playing co-op is smacking somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the greatest. So, hurting each other and tossing each other down places and, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those, like, I yeah, Portal Portal 2, I wanted to play the co-op. Because, um, again, I love, like, the puzzles of those games. But I just didn't have, I didn't have a player 2 to play with. So... <laughs> Sad, There's Trevor. such short games though that as soon as you've got somebody over there, you got to get them on it. Like, it's yeah, and that's. I mean, good. part part of the problem there now is that like it's it's on my PS3, which I'm not gonna necessarily like hook back up. Yeah. So it's like that's that's the it's uh, that's that's where I sit with. Yeah. With that. Damn backwards uh, compatibility. Yeah, I I might yeah. So I mean, I might get it on like Xbox 360 and just play it on my Xbox. Yeah, uh, one. wherever so. you play it, as long as you play it, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um. Great. I mean, it was a, it's a, a great rundown of Portal. It's a great worthy addition to uh, to the list. So I'm guessing Portal above Portal Two for you because of uh, as you touched because on because it was the, the first favorite one. Games. It's the first yeah. one you played. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, Portal Two is probably the better one just because it's got it's a little bit longer. It's got a little bit better story. It's got some really good voice acting and and scripting. But turns Portal... Gladys into a potato. Spoilers. Oh God, so funny. Potatoes. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, the first one just because. Yeah. The first one. So. Excellent. Uh, well, let's move on to topic three. Your uh, your getting to know you topic, and uh, you touched on that you wrestled in high school. I did. I was so on the wrestling team. Tell me about wrestling. This is um, uh, as I mentioned to you. Like this is an interesting comparison to when Cameron Abbott was on the show. We talked about like WWF wrestling. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's like wrestling revisited, but like. Obviously, a different kind of aspect. This is high school collegiate wrestling. This is definitely not WWE. Um, yeah. So I didn't plan on being on the wrestling team. I had no interest in it whatsoever. But I, I always did like, I've done gymnastics. I've done swim team. Um, I did basketball for like five minutes. Um, but gymnastics and swim team, like the two things that I was really into. And when we moved to where we are now. I didn't get signed up for gymnastics. My mom just didn't. And we lived in a different city than I went to school in. So being on the swim team was really hard. Um, So I never got into that when I was in like junior high. So by the time high school came around and I could be on the swim team, I didn't know anybody. And I felt really awkward, like running around in a swimsuit, like around people I don't know. And I just didn't know where to sign up for things. And I didn't really have very many friends at the high school because I was still new. And, um, So I didn't go out for any sports initially. Well, one of the girls that I was friends with in junior high had told me, she's like, yeah, my dad was on the wrestling team and he told me that I should go out for it because there were three girls last year and um, they're they're allowing girls on the team. So I want to go out for it. Will you go try out with me? I was like, yeah, sure. If one of my girlfriends is going to go do it, I'll go do it. And so we went to tryouts and it wasn't really like you try out and you either make the team or you don't it's you're on the team because what they do is they do it by weight classes so every like seven five to seven pounds or something is a new weight class so they need plenty of people to fill these weight classes for varsity jv and then to be like the second and third and fourth strings um so i i tried out and i liked it and we started doing it and she ended up dropping out after about a week or two because she didn't like it and it interfered with things that she wanted to do and i just continued because I met a few other girls and there was I think there was 14 of us my freshman year um yeah and it was just this whole new sport that I had never ever been introduced to before it was a fantastic workout and I 
I hate working out. I hate running. I'm not a runner. I like, we make this joke all the time that if we were to get chased by a bear, everyone else would survive and they could just walk away. Cause I would just lay down. Like I'll, I'll sacrifice myself because I'm not running away from this. It's not going to happen. I don't run. Um, but it was like, a, it was just something really fun to do. I really, really enjoyed it. And I wasn't bad at it at all. Um, granted I was not as good as any of the boys on the team and I was the smallest person on the entire team. Um, and so I never got to be, I never got to be first string or, or of anything until I was going to girls tournaments by myself, which was really fantastic. And they didn't, they didn't really send us to very many because there wasn't very many girls and it had just started being like a thing for girls. So there wasn't very many tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, but they ended up sending us to a few and my freshman year, I didn't, I mean, I placed here and there, but I never like got championships or anything, but by my junior year, I was taking championships left and right in all girls tournaments. I even got first place in about three or four boys tournaments that year. Um, and I had ended up beating one of the boys that my freshman and sophomore year had beat me every single time I had come up against him in like three minutes, the kid had beaten me. And then finally I beat him and made him cry. And that was like one of the greatest moments of my life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was fantastic. He cried and I cried of happiness. Like I was so psyched that I beat him. Um, Yeah. I just, it was fantastic and it was a great part of my high school career. And I don't think that I would be as confident with myself if I didn't do it. Like it, it kind of just brought me out of my shell and gave me more confidence to do things that I never thought that I would do um, because I turned out to be really decent at it. Nice. So. Yeah. So you, uh, you kind of you answered a couple of my questions as we went along, but yeah, I was going to, so like in, in that, so you're in one of the lowest or one of the smallest weight classes I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, 103 of, of... for boys was the lowest weight class. Um, 98 for girls these are pounds of course um 98 pounds for girls was the lowest so i was in the second lowest for girls because 103 was still a weight class for the girls Mm -hmm. so uh so in that like your um in that weight class you're going up against uh other guy or guys in that weight class at tournaments and stuff yeah Yeah. mostly boys because they didn't really have any girls and if i did go up against girls um occasionally at certain tournaments they would have girls only brackets but it was like it was done round robin style like you had to wrestle everyone Mm -hmm. and i would be wrestling girls anywhere from my weight class to like 135 pounds okay wasn't really fair at all and so i would never win because they have weight on me and i might be better but they kind of crushed me a little bit more so yeah and the boys were really really strong (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, because that like I, <clears throat> I remember when I was in high school, like it was a big thing when like um, girls were being let onto the football team, uh-huh. um, uh, to like in in JV and stuff, and they were like second or third string or whatever. But it was like a it was a cool moment, especially because like uh, one of the ones that got, I think like the first girl that got got let on was basically she was in the marching band with us like for a year or two, and then she like went on and joined the um like she was on the jv team or something like that and mm-hmm. so it was like like we were all excited to like go and support her and, and whatnot um but i did like i and i definitely wasn't like tuned into the wrestling um at my school but i don't remember like women wrestlers being a thing um and admittedly like i'm older so it might not have been a thing um it in in my day yeah, back, there was it was really scarce. I mean, before us, there was three girls the year before me. I think there was one girl the year before that. Um, and actually, so cool story. 
when I was a freshman, there was a sophomore named Ashley Evans-Smith, and she was on the team her freshman year, so the year before that when I wasn't in the high school. She was there her freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. She got a scholarship, I believe, to Menlo College, which had their very own girls team. Um, she now does UFC fighting, and she's nice. actually, like, pretty prominent in it. Like, she's an up-and-comer, and hopefully one day, like, we'll see her on TV. And I know she's been on TV before, but it hasn't been, like, the big promoted, like, Ronda Rousey fights and stuff like that. But she's getting way up there and having her own, like, publicity and weigh-in fights and all this kind of stuff. And it's really awesome to be, like, that was one of my mentors. Like, she helped me, like, I don't really think she liked any of us at all, which kind of sucks because I just wanted to impress her. Like the whole time I just wanted to make this girl like me. And, you know, I tried my best to be really good. So she would be like, yeah, my teammates pretty good. And, but it's really awesome to be like, yeah, I trained with her when we were in high school. Nice. So if she ever gets to that Ronda Rousey level, God, that'd be so awesome. Like that'd be just the coolest thing. So, and then, and then uh, assuming, you know, the worst and that she takes the same kind of falls oh, as God. Ronda Rousey people will just start tearing her apart and that'll yeah. be awesome because yeah. yay yay internet nice people <laughs> yeah. um very cool so like what are so like you kind of went in not knowing anything what did you kind of get to learn in terms of like do you have to in terms of like training and stuff in those in like your freshman year um was it learning moves and learning how to like getting an encounter and all that. It was, it was everything. Yeah. I didn't know any of the rules. I didn't know any of the moves. I had no idea what was going on here. So I started from the ground up. Um, I'm lucky that I had a really, really good coach that was really supportive of the girls because we had a few coaches that really did not like the girls on the team. They wouldn't give us the time of the day and were really mean to us actually. And there was quite a few of us. Like if you have this big of a team and we're that, we didn't cause any problem. Well, one or two of the girls caused a few problems. The reason we had to sit at the front of the bus and we weren't allowed to sit throughout the bus with the boys anymore because somebody thought it was a good idea to do things on the bus that were not appropriate, <laughs> but whatever. Um, it was really nice when everybody else was gone. and It was just me my junior year because... Yay, co-ed sports. <laughs> yeah, I was responsible and they trusted me, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, no, I he built me from the ground up at everything that I know and they were they learned that girls are more flexible than boys and can get out of things without using strength and with using their flexibility which was basically what I did is the only way that I beat the boys is sheer flexibility um because you can have a girl's like shoulder not shoulders because then you're pinned um but you can have her shoulders in one area and then her hips are completely opposite in the other like we just bend way more than the boys do and they don't expect it which is really convenient um, and we just, we use moves differently than boys do. Um, and we can't do moves that like a fireman's carry. I can't do that to save my life. Mm. That's not going to happen. So it was more of me letting people take me down because I wasn't good at takedowns and then reversing it with my on the ground maneuvering. Like I was better on the ground than I was standing. Mm -hmm. So, and like how much, like what was the kind of level of training between like you start and you go into like practice day one and then like how long is it between between then and when you're actually having to compete? Um, I think practice started in the middle of November and the first tournament wasn't until the beginning of December. So we had at least two to three weeks or maybe it was the beginning of November. Two to four weeks we had 
practice first. Um, and that was starting with the basics. Um, yeah, they didn't just like toss us in after a few days and mm -hmm. we started really slow with it because you would have, um, you'd have a meet every week with a different school in your area. Um, but usually only the first string would wrestle and the varsity. So first string JV and then varsity would actually wrestle. So I got to watch a lot of stuff before we went to actual tournaments. Um, and then I think some of the first tournaments we went to were really, really big ones. And the girls from the other schools had no idea what they were doing either. This was all brand new to everyone. So if someone else screwed up and we saw that and we learned from it and, you know, the rules were pretty well laid out for everyone and explained um, mm -hmm. because no one knew what they were doing. I mean, some of the boys had been wrestling since they were really young and I had no idea that they have wrestling clubs that they start when you're four years old. So, and that's what I plan on doing with Quinn is tossing her in and seeing if she likes it. And if she likes it, cool. If she doesn't, then we'll move on to another sport. But it, even if you don't compete with it, it's still such a good workout and it helps condition you for other sports. Wrestlers are some of the most conditioned athletes out there because of how long that you're continuously fighting something. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can go for 15 minutes in a match, like yeah. of straight, just cardio workout and you burn more calories than anything. And so you have to be really, really conditioned. So all of the football team that did the football in the fall and wrestling in the winter, they were really, really good when it came to football because of how conditioned they were because of wrestling. Interesting. Cause we had like a lot of our football players did soccer with us in, um, in, in like, yeah, football was the fall and then soccer was the spring. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like, cause that was the sport I played in high school was soccer. And, uh, I played it my freshman year um, on the JV team, I think. Um, yeah, it was, I think, but I'm pretty sure it was because there was only varsity and JV. Um, we didn't have like a freshman team mm -hmm. um, like some of the sports did. Like there was freshman only basketball um, and then there was JV and, and varsity. But um, but yeah, like on soccer. So it was the the football players all were like basically defaulted onto varsity because they had the endurance and they could like uh like uh, like our our kicker was like uh, one of the best players on the soccer team as well and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um and then my sophomore year they were basically like we don't have the funding to do a jv and a varsity team and i was like well well i'm not gonna make it onto the varsity team with all the football players right. so I, guess, I guess i'm done with soccer uh, it was fun because i got like i've after growing up and playing like club soccer and stuff um, uh, all through like elementary and middle school, um, I played mostly defensive. And then like finally in my um, uh, my in high school, like I got to play offensive and scored a few goals. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I had like I had a great time doing it. And then I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that, yeah, I'm never going to I'm never going to play alongside the like the football players. So I guess I'm done with sports now. Want <laughs> um, uh, But Yeah, that was the that was like my my um my experience there and so it's it sounds like there it was very much like there was still a like uh this the same kind of relationship where like football was like that was like the bread and butter and then when those people aren't playing they had another sport to go to oh some of the people that were on the football team their bread and butter was the wrestling team like oh. they did football because they loved it and their family loved it and they really wanted to to do it but they loved wrestling and their life their life was wrestling like they would give up the last few games of the season to start practice with even oh. though they, they got excused like if the football season it got extended they got excused for the first few weeks um and they'd come in in november and or in december instead of november but a lot of them didn't 
like that. They wanted the season to end because they wanted to come and be on the wrestling team. Um, and it's just, it's fun. And I love it. Yeah. It's a team. It's a team effort to win something because all of your points rack up to an ultimate score that you either win or you lose against the other team during like a meetup. Um, but it's such an individual sport and I'm not good at team sports. I don't have the greatest hand-eye coordination. Um, so something where I can just go out and use myself and, and work my ass off and be proud that I won something and didn't rely like, yay, we won a basketball game. I didn't get off the bench, but, uh, we won, you know, like that's not, that's not the sport that's for me. The sport that's for me is going out there and doing my best and either I win or lose and I'll be happy or I'll be sad. So I, it's, that seemed to be the what everyone else enjoyed too is the fact that you did it and it it's not your fault but it's it's you and you know be proud of yourself for doing it mm-hmm. not just your team yeah i mean and and you get the you get those kind of those stories of like this kid who beat you freshman and sophomore year and then you finally mm-hmm. overtake him uh junior year yeah uh, and, and make him cry yeah <laughs> um do you ever uh did like did you ever think about keeping up with it into into college and stuff? I did. My sophomore year, I really thought that I would probably like try it and get Menlo to notice me. Menlo was like one of the closest colleges and they were always at the girls' meets and they had spoken to me a few times my sophomore year about becoming, you know, part of them and you know, hey, if you, you're doing really good, if you continue this, we have our eye on you and, you know, you might be one of the ones that we offer a scholarship to if if you continue in this route. And my junior year, I did really, really good. And I'm pretty sure my senior year, I could have gotten offered something had I continued. Mm-hmm. But then I got a job and I met G and I'm like, I don't really care to continue wrestling. Like I, my dream isn't to go to the Olympics, as cool as that would be. Like, and I don't know what I want to go to college for. Like, why would I go to this four-year college not knowing what I want to do with the promise of of giving them all I can with wrestling? And it sounds great. It just wasn't something that a junior in high school I was looking forward to. And I sure as heck didn't have the money to go to some four-year college. Um, on a scholarship, though, for wrestling, I probably could have. But I didn't want to be committed to that. Um, I kind of lost interest. And then, of course, I had a job and I was making money. And I'm like, why would I give up, you know? 300 bucks a week to go in a sweaty room with sweaty boys that I don't really care to hang out with too much longer. Like, no. So I didn't, I didn't continue with it. And I could have gone the route that Ashley did. And I sometimes wish that I would have, but not enough to have, you know, any real regrets about it. Yeah. Did you make, um, uh, you mentioned like being in that locker room with all the sweaty boys. Uh, did you make like, uh, you, you started it, kind of with your with your girlfriend um, yeah. who who then uh, abandoned you a week or two in. did you <laughs> yeah. did you make a lot of other good friends in that uh, my, my it, freshman that, year or was it was it still very much like uh, like you mentioned as a like it was a very isolated very personal kind of single sport that you just did with other people no I made some I made some really really awesome friends um, the girls that were there with me my freshman year, one of them, she's actually the one that introduced G and I. So I'm really glad that she and I met and became really great friends because she was one of my best friends throughout high school. Um, and we don't talk so much anymore, but it was great in high school to have her. And there were a few other on the team that I 
got a close connection with. Um, and then once they were gone, it was only Ashley and I in my sophomore year, and she didn't really seem like she wanted to make friends. And so we kind of just ignored each other and helped each other when needed or whatever. Um, but I made a lot of friends that year with the boys. And so I had a lot of relationships with the boys there that were fantastic. And one of them, again, I actually was with when I met G in person the first time. So if I hadn't have made friends with him, then I wouldn't have met G. Like wrestling is probably one of the reasons that he and I are together because of who I was with at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I still have friends that we don't hang out all the time, but I still remember them. And one of them actually uh, works for Naughty Dog, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was he was on the wrestling team with me in high school, um, as was his brother. And then he was also in a few college classes at the local community college with me for a while. We did some improv and acting classes together. And he went on to work for Naughty Dog, which is how I got my awesome little mug that I'm using right now. Um, yeah. So and then one of the friends one of my maid of or my bridesmaids her husband was on the team with me too and we didn't get that close because he was like well i'm macho boy or whatever and um but we remember each other from the team so like there were so many of us we had at least 45 people on our team we always had a packed bus every time we went somewhere mm -hmm. um so it there wasn't a chance to get that close to everyone but the jv team i did make some good relationships with some of the people on there, which was nice because I didn't really have very many friends in high school and I wasn't the greatest at making friends with girls. So having, you know, a decent relationship with a few of the boys on the team was really nice. Yeah, having a kind of an, an in a community to kind of build build those friendships around. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, like, it's interesting because I couldn't tell you a single person I played soccer with. But again, that was, <laughs> that was one year of my life at that point. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was just like, no, I, I mean, like, as I think about it, I can think of a couple people that were, were certainly on the soccer team and yeah. stuck with it. But, but yeah, it was like, those, those were not, those were not my friends. Um, those were like the people I was on a team with it. Like my friends were the people I did arts with the people I was in marching band with mm -hmm. I was in choir with, um, which I like, I mean, speaks a lot to, I think who I ended up becoming as well. Yeah. Um, uh, that I was never like, Cause yeah, I got, I, I played like basketball and soccer growing up and those were like my sports. Um, and, uh, and then like basically as I started getting cut from those things, cause I wasn't good enough. I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I guess sports are not for me then. I'll See, that's why I liked wrestling. You can't get cut from it. I mean, you can get cut from your first string spot, but if you go to those big tournaments, you will always wrestle. And if you're good, then you're good. And you can show up to people that cut you from those spots. And it was great when we go to tournaments and, I went to the first JV tournament with the boys that I was the first string on. No, I wasn't even the first string. I ended up not wrestling our first string 103 and I wrestled everyone else. And he got beat by somebody that I ended up beating for the first place spot. Like, so I showed them up. I'm like, I told you just because I'm a girl, you didn't want to put me in JV. And they, cause they had this big stigma against all these girls and they refused to give us a first string spot if they could help it. And I went and I kicked ass and got first place. And I was like, well, fuck you, dude. Like, maybe you should have given me a shot. I mean, I kicked someone's ass who kicked your first string's ass. Like, is that going to change your opinion at all? And it did not. But it was the pride of doing it myself and being able to stick it to them that was really, really awesome part of it. Fighting the good fight in the, yeah. in the <laughs> as we're recording this, the day after the women's march. <laughs> right? Solidarity. <laughs> um, excellent. Any other, uh, any other, like, fun wrestling anecdotes that you want to kind of touch on before we... Uh, round out the show 
No, not that I can really remember. Oh, there was one time we were going to a tournament. It's just really stupid and funny. One of the boys, we would all, we'd go really, really early at like three, four o'clock in the morning. We'd have to leave here to go to a tournament an hour or two away for weigh-ins and we'd all sleep on the bus, of course. But one of the boys was sleeping across two of the benches. I don't know how he managed to sleep like across the aisle, but he did. So the bus is going off an off-ramp in one of the cities that we were getting into and the bus driver goes to slam on the brakes and they slammed pretty hard and he just rolled off the bench and fell on the floor and was still sleeping. Like, I don't understand it. If you're on the wrestling team, you learn to sleep anywhere and everywhere under any circumstances. And you only wake up when you hear your weight class. Like you hear that, you hear that one Oh threes, please report to the judges table or whatever. And you are immediately awake. Like nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and you mentioned that basically you already have kind of it in the plan to, uh, to introduce Quinn to it and see if you can get her started. I'd like to, I mean, I'll try and convince her. I'm going to stick her in gymnastics and cheer and soccer and basketball and wrestling and swimming and whatever she likes, as long as she does something that gets her out of the house. And like, I want you to game as much as possible, but I also want you to be, you know, a little bit athletic, if not athletic, just in shape and healthy. So I just want to introduce her to everything. Judging all of us that aren't, I get it. (laughs) Well, because she's really good. He's really good at, at sports, like really, really good. And then he's really good at games and he loves games. So he's a nice and he loves to read and he loves to learn and he's really smart. And so I'm hoping that she takes a chunk of him because I'm pretty lazy and I don't enjoy sports and I'm not that great at games. And, you know, I like to watch TV and I like to watch movies and I'm that kind of person. And so I hope she just takes a page out of his book and is as long as she loves something, I just want her to do what she loves, whether it's arts or acting or um ballet or a sport or whatever as long as she does something and tries things like my rule when when i was a kid it was with eating but it applies to almost everything if you try something you have to try it like if i give you something new you have to try it if you don't like it you never have to try it again so if i stick you in swim lessons and you don't like it you don't ever have to do it again but you will give it a try like that's kind of my rule with life and that's kind of how I feel about video games too and that's mostly what the shiny thing list has like done for me is you try it once and if you don't like that genre you don't have to play it again but at least you gave it a shot and I just think everyone should be able to like I don't like the Xbox I gave it a shot I tried it I did it's not for me like Mm -hmm. broccoli is not for certain people like seafood is not for certain people I just like pineapple on pizza is not for certain people (laughs) it's for everyone (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 I love that weird random recurring joke. And I like at this point I just always forget who's on which side, but I remember that you are on the pro pineapple side of Joey and I, we disagree on so much. It's amazing how amazing friends we are because we just butt heads on everything. She is team Dean. I'm team Logan for Gilmore girls. I am team pineapple. She is team pineapple does not have, have anything to do with pizza. Like we clash so much on everything, but we're great friends. (laughs) Um, Excellent. Uh, then rounding out, let's go into topic four, uh, Trove Topics, where Ooh. people can be part of the show by uh, tweeting us, uh, ha- uh, throwing in the, uh, the hashtag, uh, and it looks like we've maybe gotten a few while, we, uh, uh, while we've started talking. Uh, so let's, uh, let's dive into what we already have in the docket first, and we'll, we'll circle back to some of the newer tweets. Um, uh, Brandon Gann asks... Um, does this count as the com- uh, completion of the Trove Talk Lipstick Nerds crossover? Which I responded that we still get Amanda on the show. Yeah. So 
Um, it, this is this is part two of of the Trove Talk uh, Lipstick Nerds crossover after I came on and now you've come on here. Um, and then he also asks, and what is the uh, what is at least one, if you can list more, major gaming pet peeve? Uh, so I was talking to G about this last night because I'm like, I don't really know if I have a gaming pet peeve. I kind of just ignore things that make me angry. Um, but one thing you can't ignore that is really freaking annoying is updates. I think updates. my biggest gaming pet peeve is updates. Why the hell is every time I turn on a game, every time I turn on my PlayStation, there's a goddamn update for something. What is so important that you have to take 15 to 30 minutes of my life to update this little tiny thing in there? Like, it can't be that important. It just can't. Whatever new thing you've put in this game obviously wasn't enough to make me stop playing it because I'm going back to the game. So, why? I mean, a lot of times it seems to be like fixing the things that were breaking the game for other people. So if it's <laughs> if it's like bug fixes, that that tends to be what, what it is. And like I think I, I I hear your frustration, and I imagine it's also in part because it's a like you're you're like near-ish a big city, but you're not like super big city. So I imagine uh, internet is a little bit slower for you out there. It's really uh, not bad. Our internet's pretty yeah. great. Because it does like I I don't run into those like it takes me half an hour to like update a game, unless it's like the day one patch of the game. Yeah, so I mean like the big ones do. It usually yeah. only takes like five minutes or so, but it's yeah. still annoying. It's five and, minutes that yeah. I wanted to get into that game. Yeah, well, and 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 for me like a lot of the uh, well like I have I pretty much always have my system just like sitting in rest mode or something. So when mm -hmm. I boot it up, um, it'll be like here are all the things that we updated in the games that you haven't actually played in like two weeks, but are still <laughs> sitting on the hard drive. So we like gave you the updates for them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I know when I go back to Watch Dogs, it will be updated for me. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, I'm like, I've got like those pet peeves, but I don't even like, I, I saw the question come in. I was like, oh, I'll think of something. And then I was like, oh, I haven't thought of anything. Um, so I do have another one though. Okay. Hit me. <laughs> um, it's the fact that I can't play like G can't play something that I bought on my PlayStation or that he's bought on my play. Like, if it's not your primary, you can't play your game, or someone else can't play your games on it, or something stupid. Like, I can't, ju it's just, the new way that they do things is you can't play shit. Yeah, like, it's it's not like a Steam account where you can just, well, I, I feel like it in part is. I feel like when you buy a game, you can play it on the account that you bought it on or on the system that you bought it on. So if I buy something on my primary, but then I go over to my secondary and it's G's primary and I download it on mine, he can't play it mm. or something like that. There's some rule or whatever that like if I buy something, he can't play it or if he buys something, I can't play it. And it's the dumbest shit that I've ever come across. Like, why? Do why let me sign in multiple names on this if you're not going to let me play things on it? Yeah, that's I, I mean, well, because they want to sell you both the game, basically. But I bought two PlayStations. Like, I've already <laughs> given you my money. Like, you don't benefit off of the game being bought again if I'm oh, buying they, it from a different they, company. They absolutely, like, at PlayStation, that's where they make most of their money is Whatever. Of game sales. Whatever. I'm going to continue to buy two consoles every time freaking PlayStation consoles come out because that's the kind of household we are. Yeah. I just, let me play what I want to play on the console that I want to play it on. Like, I bought the goddamn game. Don't give me any restrictions. Like, I gave you my money. What more do you want? I'm not going to give you more. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. So mm -hmm. I'll just be pissed off and either not play a game or I'll go through the hassle of switching over to a new freaking console and downloading it and then downloading the goddamn updates that I, I hate so much. So 
those are two of my biggest pet peeves. Those those are some those are some definitely notable pet peeves. I would say like mine are um like uh the like I I wish more systems uh like allowed for backwards compatibility and and stuff like uh it, and I know it's it's a very spoiled thing to want but like I've bought I've bought the game I want to be able to easily access and play the game yeah without having to unload my PS3 or or go back to like my PS2 or something um it's like and again like I recognize that it's a very like privileged thing because it's like oh well if I bought a game on VHS. I would need to like unload it on VHS, but in the in the digital age that we now live in, there's no reason that if I buy a digital copy of like this is where PlayStation does it really well with like all their cross buy stuff. Yeah, if, I, if you if buy I it bought, on PS3, but it's also it available PS3, PS4 and yeah, Vita. I, I can play it there on those systems. Yeah, um, which is nice. Um, and I but, think sometimes they do a, a back like switch of that that if if it came out on like PS3 and then it becomes available on PS4 and Vita or something if you've already bought it digital on PS3 you get the PS4 and Vita version. Yep, absolutely. Like yeah. uh, Journey, it was it was that yeah. way with Journey. I had Journey on PS3 and then when it came to PS4, I But Journey's one of those games that I would have paid again for it. Yeah, and it was it was actually I wanted to because I wanted because they it was they did it like as part of one of their promotions where it was like if you pre-order it you'll also get a theme or something and I was like I really want that theme but I can't pre-order it because I already own the game. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's already on my give account. me the option to get the theme for a dollar or something. Yeah. I'm going to give you the dollar. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it, like that's that's one of my little pet peeves which um I like I think Steam is doing it the right way where it's like I I can buy a game on Steam and then I can like go play that game on any computer that I have kind of going forward. Mm -hmm. The the cross buy stuff with with PS4, but again it's like that's only on like digital titles. It doesn't recognize if I have like the PS3 disc that I can like play the game on PS4, which I'm like ah, that's that's annoying. Um uh and yeah, it's just cuz I don't have the I don't have the time or patience to go and like I've got my my PS3 sitting right here like <clears throat> right here by my compute computer for whatever reason just because mm -hmm. that's like when I moved back over here that's that's where it ended up sitting but I'm not gonna like hook that up and uh, and like load that up just to play Nino Cooney or something like that yeah I don't have the like I'm not that invested in going back to an older older game but yeah um, like if Nino Cooney came to ps4 and was just like the the ps3 version of the game I would love to be able to take my ps3 copy and just be like okay Here's like the proof that I have the game. Let me play it on my PS4 yeah. without having to rebuy it. That'd See, I don't understand why backwards compatibility compatibility isn't a thing. Like the first PS3 that came out had backwards compatibility for the PS2 and PS1 games. That's the only reason that we keep G's PS3 mm -hmm. is because that was the original one that he bought, and he bought it for really expensive on eBay because it had backwards compatibility. I yeah. will give you extra money for this if you let me play my old games because I want to get rid of this hardware, the old stuff that's just been sitting around. Like, why can't you give me a credit or something or like take my PS3 and give me a PS4 with backwards compatibility? I will pay yeah. the money for it. And then you have all these parts that you can do something with or you can melt them down and turn them into something else. I don't really care what you do with it. But I've already paid for the game and I want to continue to play it. So let me play it on my new system. I just yeah. don't understand why you can't. And the, the I mean, it's not that they can't, it's that they don't. Yes. So that they can sell you remasters or so oh, that they course. can sell you multiple copies of And uh, some people will buy the remasters yeah. still. 
yep. because like it, it just looks better or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they would just want the fancier disc or some crap like that, but I don't understand it. I just, I would paid the good money for these games and I really like to, or let me trade it in. Let me trade it in for half value or something, or give me $5 towards the new one. If I give you the old one or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, next up, Amy Gilroy at Amy Gills eighty nine asks, oh, hi, Amy. Uh, and she she asked this, she asked it when I like sent out the first call when I was like, hey, I'm sitting down with uh, with Quentin and Nikki, um, so I don't, I didn't know if it was for him or for you, um, so I just gave the question to you both. Uh, thoughts cool. on Celine Dion returning to sing a new song in Beauty in the Beauty and the Beast movie? So she tweeted that, and I'm like, did she sing an old one? And I remember, like, somebody mentioned something about her singing Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like, but Mrs. Potts sang that. Swing mm -hmm. Dion didn't play Mrs. Potts. So I had to Google it. And turns out she sang, like, a version of it. She didn't sing the one for the, sh the movie, but she sang, mm -hmm. like, the credits one, which I think yeah. is really stupid that they had one just whatever. Well, um, like they, that's, and that's what I said in, in the uh, in the the uh, episode I recorded yesterday with Quentin is that like that's that's a standard Disney thing is that they have like a big name celebrity or something singing. Yeah. Like it's like why you have Christina Aguilera singing like the Mulan song at the in the end. Yeah. And yeah. And I don't know whoever was just. I don't see the end. need for that because the voices of the characters that you have singing them are perfect anyway. Um. But Celine Dion's voice is fabulous, and of course her version of Beauty and the Beast was amazing. I'm okay with her singing songs in it, like that's totally fine. A new song, I'm kind of skeptical about. I don't like, I don't like new things. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. don't fuck with my my thing that's already perfect. So, I mean, if the new song is good, cool, because her voice is amazing and she can make any song sound great. I'm not worried about her voice. I'm just worried about whether or not the song is good. Because yeah. um, I feel the same way about adding new songs into old movies that I feel about Disney sequels. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, the <laughs> sequels to Beauty and the Beast are not as good as the original. Oh, no. So I just feel like, except for Toy Story. Toy Story is really good, but that's Pixar. Yeah, and that's the, like, and they they don't. Uh, I mean, like th in those days, it was like the direct to, uh, you know, VHS sequel or whatever. Yeah. Um, like the 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 and and Beauty and the Beast was one of the weirdest ones they had to do because it was like, well, we can't do a sequel of this because then you don't have the Beast anymore. So yeah. here's here's this Christmas story that that happened, but like you didn't see anything. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that stuff. I'm I'm interested in it in it kind of going off of that, like because I I recognize um, because I'm like so versed in the the culture of like Broadway musicals, uh -huh. and so the songs that they've added to like The Little Mermaid and to Beauty and the Beast on on Broadway and stuff, and The Lion King um, to kind of build out story moments. Um, like I know there are songs in the Beauty and the Beast musical that were not in the movie. Um, yeah. that I think do a better job of kind of, um, they, they give like the beast more in the, in the musical, for example, they give him a lot more, um, songs for character development. So it's not just him being angry all the time. It's, you get a little bit more, um, uh, from his perspective and like his loneliness, um, mm -hmm. over the years. So it's like, I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and hope that like, if they're at least bringing in like some of the same creative team, 
of yeah. those original songs that they like they know what they're doing they'll, they'll yeah. they're not going to just throw in something that's going to sound really out of place um yeah, yeah i don't know I, so i don't know what what the celine dion one will end up being but it does like it didn't bo- it doesn't bother me that she's coming back to do one or 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 that she had done one in the first place. It's oh like, yeah, no, that doesn't bother again, me at all. It's, it's just the song itself and where and when they're adding it and whether or not it's going to add or take away from the experience that I remember because yeah. I just don't need it. And I have to say, while we're talking about Beauty and the Beast, I am super psyched for it. And Emma Watson is fabulous as Belle. And her voice in something, the what is it, Something More? Or something, something more, that song? Uh, I think so. Yeah, she's amazing. Some, something like, that wasn't there before. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's I love her voice. I think it's great. And people are like, oh, I don't know. Her voice isn't that great. Dude, it's hella good. Like, there's nothing wrong with her voice. And it sounds just so natural coming from her. She's going to make a great bell. I'm very, very excited for this movie. Yeah, so. I, I, I we touched on it in now last week's episode. Um, I like I'm 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 going to see it and I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't know that it necessarily needed to be a thing, but if Jungle Book no. did really well for them too, which I didn't see, um, like this, this seems like it's basically going to be the same kind of like they're they're taking Beauty and the Beast, which you know, and they're just throwing it in in a live action CGI. As long as they don't change shit, I'm happy. If they basically if it's the exact same movie but live action. I'm down for that. And I love Emma Watson and I love the way the beast looks. Some people were not enjoying the way he looks. I think he looks freaking cool. And I like the way that Lumiere looks and, and Mrs. Potts and everybody. I think they look really cool and I can't wait for it. Yeah. So, and I'm trying to avoid as many trailers as I can. I've only seen the one with her singing. Um, so I'm, I mean, it's Beauty and the Beast. Like you can't really spoil it. I just don't want to see everything now. I want right. to, I want to see it and experience it when it comes out. So, yeah. But I'm happy for it. And if they continue to do that, I would love it because I loved all the original cartoons and those are my favorites. And I can't wait to introduce Quinn to them. And if they have live action, then I can show her the original and then show her the live one. And that'll make me really happy. So even yeah. screw it, do Frozen, do Tangled, like do all of those live action. I'm okay with that as long as you don't fuck them up. Don't mm-hmm. change anything. Just put people in them, you know? But even if they do fuck them up, you'll still have the animated one that you can like. Yes. Always. Like yes. you can always go back to. Yeah. Um, Jake James Lugo asks, uh, do you feel differently having a child that, uh, do you, uh, does she feel after having a child that her views on some big gaming topics will change and bless you and Quinn both? Uh, thank you. Uh, but no, I don't like, I mean, the games that were, I thought were inappropriate for kids at certain ages. I'm still thinking that they're inappropriate. The language that kids at certain ages, their parents allow them to get away with, like on Call of Duty, an eight-year-old saying, I'm going to fuck your mom or whatever, like still not okay. So one of our, I think my brother-in-law let his kids play Call of Duty when they were like eight to 10, but he would turn the sound off and all the mics off and he would not allow them to have a mic. Like you were allowed to go online and play online, but you, you're not going to listen to these people unless you know who they are like so unless they were playing with just us online they weren't allowed to use all that kind of stuff so i feel the same way um it's same like whatever age appropriate movies and tv shows you're allowed to watch then guess what the games are going to be the same so you're not going to play dead space when you're 10 so Mm -hmm. like you have to wait until you're a little bit older um and i've always felt that way so do you do you like are the are the age lines blurred a little bit more so like 
like uh like grand theft auto being the example of like mature um like i'm i'm sure i my parents would have been fine with me playing those games at a younger age but i also wasn't online going out and spewing racist and and hateful like epithets online to other people so uh, assuming quinn is like you know a good kid like i'm sure you and and g will raise her to be fingers crossed (laughs) yeah um i imagine like you'll be you'll you, you seem like you'd be a little bit more like flexible like yeah this this says it's for 18 year olds but you're mature enough to handle it if you're if you're 16 15 whatever and like you've obviously seen a movie with hookers in it or whatever then grand theft auto is not going to be that bad for you to play mm-hmm. um like i think games like assassin's creed or whatever they're not that bad um go ahead like we'll discuss that and whatever's appropriate for her at the age and her intellectual level or what she understands and stuff, that's something that each parent has to look at their own kid and and yeah. decide. And you have to come to that agreement together. You can't just like, well, I think that she's ready for it. I don't care what you think and I'm going to give her the game or whatever. I mean, I was playing Mario at, f- at four or five and he's a yeah. genocidal maniac yeah. who, just cr- who steps on his enemies and, and uses their shells to... Uh, to destroy others. Yeah, no, that's a very inappropriate game. God, Trevor. <laughs> now we know what's wrong with you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no. But I, I mean, like, I also, like, my my parents, um, like, South Park was the big thing where my parents were like, my mom was like, no, you can't, like, you can't watch South Park. Oh, but yeah, my dad, absolutely not. My dad was like, it's fine if you watch South Park. And, like, <laughs> he would, he, uh, there, was, there was a specific, uh, like, I remember a specific weekend where it was basically, like, he... Like he and my mom were going out of town, um, and so he was like, "Go ahead, like here's here's South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. Um, like, feel free to watch it, but like, don't let your mom know or whatever." And so it was like, "I like, exactly where he, you found it." He would he would like let me get away with those things where she would like she was much stricter on it, but yeah. at some point she just kind of stopped caring and recognized that like I was a good enough kid that I wasn't gonna be a jerk. But at, on the same like on the same token. I can remember back to like one of the first movies I ever remember is Total Recall. And like I have vivid vem- memories of like um, a guy being decapitated by an elevator and uh, a woman with three boobs in there. Uh, and like I was seeing that when I was three or four or five or whatever. And they didn't yeah. care at all. So, it's like, so my dad was kind of the same way. Like he let me watch Gremlins when I was eight during Christmas time. And we used to live in the snow. So cheers to you, dad. Thank you for that. I really appreciate the nightmares that came from looking at my Furbies after watching that movie. Um, so I should not have been watching that. But my mom also thought it was okay when I was in third grade when we lived in, uh, we lived right at the base of a volcano. We used to live in Mount Shasta. And it's dormant. But so was the volcano in Dante's Peak. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched that in third grade. And those nightmares were fabulous. So it's like I, I, I was old enough to, like, be okay with it. But the nightmares weren't. Like, whether or not your kid is okay and able to understand that those aren't good things, the nightmares that might come from them aren't the greatest. So it just depends. Like, yeah, how how well she understands that this is not how you act. And I mean, I understood that, which is why I could get away with watching movies and playing video games that did stuff like that. But again, I was never playing Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty. Like The Grand Theft Auto that I played when I was in second grade was the one that was the little blip it like freaking almost 8-bit character it just was like this little blue blob with a head that would run around and the cars were just rectangles with little uh, rect- yeah it was the like the first down, one top down grand theft auto yeah. yeah and i had no idea what it was i didn't know that i was shooting people i just thought they were little blobs because that's yeah. what they were on the screen um but yeah i mean as long as she gets the concept that 
you cannot act like that and this isn't real life and you know you don't get to just shoot people or stab people or whatever then we can negotiate things and stuff so. yeah great uh amy also asks uh what films are you most looking forward to seeing in 2017 we already touched on beauty and the beast obviously is, is an exciting one god i don't even know what's coming out this year What's coming you, out this are year? Are you excited for like Wonder Woman and Suicide or not Suicide Squad anymore? Uh, Justice, Justice League? League. Yeah, I'm excited for those. Again, I try and you stay be, away from the trailers. And you being I, a big DC fan. I am a big DC fan. Um, the ones so far haven't been the greatest, but I take all DC movies now with a grain of salt. It's a very large one. Um, I appreciate them for what they are. I wish they could be what they could be, but I mean. I love Batman. So anything related to that. I mean, Justice League honestly looks great so far. And I love Ben Affleck more than anything. He's one of my top five favorite actors. Loved him forever. Um, and Jason Momoa looks amazing as Aquaman. Like I was kind of skeptical on The Flash for a while, but I'm warming up to him after seeing the trailer, which is the only trailer that I will watch. Um, but I am really excited for those. I don't usually keep up to date on what movies are coming out. Like, until I see them on like my Apple TV to rent mm -hmm. or something, unless they're like the big blockbuster ones. Yeah. Um, I remember I, I asked you this in like your end of the year lipstick nerds uh, episode. Probably. Asked, like, what, what movies are you interested in seeing? You guys were like, I don't know what's coming out. We have year. no idea. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean I'm excited for, for Beauty and the Beast. That looks great. I'm excited for uh, Assassin's Creed to come out on video so I can watch it. Like I'm excited for things from this last year to come out on rental so i can so you, them. so you can watch since you couldn't get to the theater with with Baby yeah we out. wanted we really wanted to go watch assassin's creed or dr strange and i'm like i know what's gonna happen is as soon as we go in there my water's gonna break or something and then they induced me the was it the day dr strange came out it was like december 17th 16th or 17th I, I, like that, that weekend that would have been assassin's creed dr strange had been out Dar yeah months. assassin's creed came out on like the 22nd or something or the uh, weekend so that did happen like the weekend that i that i gave birth um but i'm like i knew that was going to happen something would we just couldn't go and now we just can't get to the theater because of her so maybe one day we'll go see a theater i don't like theater movies anyway i'd rather just go to 7-eleven and get a slushie and make popcorn at home and eat my own candy and it'll cost me a tenth of the price that it would if i would go out and i get a comfier chair and i get to not wear a bra so <laughs> staying at home watching movies is better i, I mean just wish... you, you can do all of those things at the theater too it's just <laughs> They, you know. they kind of disapprove when you take your shoes off and put your feet, bare feet on the, you know, chair in front of you. That, and... that doesn't stop anybody at the theaters I go to. So. <laughs> uh, we did sneak in uh, chicken nuggets to Deadpool this year. So that was, that was pretty relaxed. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited for just good movies. But um, like Thanksgiving Day, um, my, my family, uh, we'd already celebrated Thanksgiving early because my parents were on a cruise uh, this last year uh, for actual Thanksgiving Day. And uh, and I I have, like, no food around the house. I'm terrible. I, I live, like, the uber bachelor life. And so I had no food that day, and everything was closed that day as well on Thanksgiving. Except for the movie theater. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm going to go see a movie then, I guess. And that's and that's where I, like, I remember. Oh, I said, it cost I you think, $60 I, to get food. I saw, I saw Arrival, and yeah, I or like my my dinner that day was like the popcorn chicken that they they sell at the <laughs> at the movie theater, and uh, and it was like yeah, it was like fourteen dollar popcorn chicken for like yeah, yeah. twelve yeah, chicken nuggets and a seven dollar hot dog, and yeah, it was. No, it was I'm a big advocate for like, sneaking I shit should in. Have, I should have eaten before, like I should have had food around the house, um, and it was like I wanted to. 
I wanted to, uh, like, I was going to order pizza, like, the night before or something, but that was the night I ended up recording, like, a five-and-a-half-hour show with Zyger. And then because, they were closed by the time. Because he doesn't <laughs> shut up. And, yeah, and they were, yeah, by the time I, by the time we wrapped up, uh, it was, like, 1230 or whatever on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't get anything now. Crap. Yep, now you're screwed. So, thanks, Zyger. <laughs> Speaking Zyger. of Zyger. Uh, Zyger asks, how can someone uh, so awesome and amazing like pineapple on pizza? Because, because he's, a, he's an idiot is a... who is like aggressively <laughs> against pineapple on pizza. He can shut it because pineapple is awesome and amazing, which makes me awesome and amazing. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I think there's a time and a place for pineapple on pizza. There's an occasion where I enjoy a Hawaiian. Uh, Roundtable makes a delicious Maui Zowie with some Polynesian sauce and chicken and or ham, um, depending on what you prefer, and some pineapple. And it's really good. All the time on pizza? No. Like, I like the occasional cheese. I like a pepperoni. I like a white sauce. I like a, a garlic chicken pizza. I like a buffalo pizza. Like, I like a lot of different pizzas. I'm not a pizza hater like Zeiger. Yeah, like Zyger, like Joey Noel, like Kaylee. Yeah, like all those goddamn anti-pineapple people. That's like, I, I I, don't go out of my way necessarily for pineapple on pizza. Um, like, I, there there was definitely, yeah. like, in high school or, like, and whatnot, when, like, my parents were like, hey, we're going to order something from Domino's, I'd be like, oh, I'll take a Hawaiian pizza, sure. Um, these See, days, yeah, like, I usually went with not, just a plain pepperoni. Yeah, and that's, and, like, that's what I do for the most part now. I'll, I'll mm -hmm. do pepperoni or I'll do, like, a meat eaters. But if somebody's like, oh, we're getting a Hawaiian pizza, I'm like, okay. I will yeah. maybe have a slice. Like I'm not, I'm not, it's not going to like break me to have a slice of Hawaiian pizza. The only toppings on pizza that I'm against, I can handle the sporadic onion um, here and there. When onions are cooked, they're not terrible. People that eat raw onions, you might as well be eating babies because they're disgusting <laughs> and you're a horrible <laughs> person. Um, and I'm Good not. No, I'm, I'm a baby eater. Not a fan of bell peppers. I uh, will pick like, every piece of bell pepper off, and those are disgusting. Cooked or raw, not okay. a fan. But I will literally eat any kind of pizza. Oh, anchovies! Don't put an anchovy anywhere near my pizza because that is just blasphemous. Mm -hmm. But I will try any. Like I said, I'll try anything once. And yeah. I tried pineapple on pizza and it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. So on the occasion that like there's a place in town that serves slices. And if I go there and the only slice available because like they have cheese, pepperoni, vegetarian combination and Hawaiian. And if if the pepperoni is gone and the cheese is gone, I will pick Hawaiian mm -hmm. because I don't I don't enjoy the veg. Like, I'm going to pick off the onions and the bell peppers. So the veggie is kind of pointless for me. Um, I only like the onion, the mushrooms and the olives and stuff. And the combination, it's a little too much meat for me. I don't love sausage and I don't love salami on pizza. So why would I want to pick off 90% of the toppings? No. Um, cheese is just a basic. Pepperoni is my favorite. And Hawaiian is, you know, that backup just in case. Maybe. So... I, I don't really discriminate. But if the combination and the veggie were all that was there, I would also eat that and look past its faults. Because it's still pizza. So, it's still pizza. Yeah, pizza is pizza and pizza is good. Is that, wait, who is it that doesn't like pizza? Pat. Pat doesn't like... Oh, Pat yeah. doesn't like pizza. Pat doesn't like, what was it, French fries? Yeah, he Pat, likes boiled cabbage, though, because he's he likes Irish boiled and cabbage. crazy. So Joey quoted me on Twitter the other day with one of my most favorite and famous now lines. Um, Do you just hate carbs or are you a terrible person? Oh, wait, they're the same. Yeah. Because Pat is a terrible person because he hates <laughs> carbs. If you hate carbs, I don't know if we can be friends because I love carbs. So... Um. Uh, speaking of continuing down the food track, uh, BJ Powell at Goblet Powell asks, what is your death sentence last meal? Do you have one? 
death sentence last meal. Like uh, it depends on what eat? mood I'm in for. Because sometimes, like sometimes, I just want like a big old plate of freaking like sashimi or like a poke bowl or something. Um, other times, I want a nice big fat medium rare steak and a side of like a pound of crab meat and butter. Um, so I think that I would go with the steak and crab meat just because fancy. You know, um, also a bottle of Pardue cheese, uh, bubbling brew, their, their champagne, um, their sparkling wine, excuse me. Um, Pardue cheese, one of the local wineries around here. And that's a really good champagne. Um, let's see, what would I wash it down with for dessert? Probably a cheesecake, probably just like a New York cheesecake plain. Interesting. Yeah. I would say mine's probably like um like a filet mignon steak it's i mean it's, yeah. it's, it's stereotypical like but like fancy ass like good like see i'd go ribeye or, or filet mignon a, a a melt in my mouth kind of steak mm -hmm. um and like uh like a loaded baked potato or something or just loaded mashed potatoes um uh i throw bacon on the side um because fucking bacon is amazing <laughs> um Bacon and in the then, potatoes and on the side, throw it on the steak too. Might as well wrap it around that yeah, filet mignon. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, uh, uh, I mean, like when I was in San Francisco last time, uh, Amanda and I went to a uh, um, a very delicious like soul food brunch place that had like um, really great was pulled pork uh, eggs Benedict is what we had. Nice. And it was like amazing and delicious, and I'm like, oh, this this is a really good meal. So I'd probably throw that on the side little, as well. Little side side of that. <laughs> side side See, of I throw pork some I throw some mac and cheese on the side. Mac and, mac and cheese, cheese. delicious. Yeah. yeah, the mac and cheese from Hops and Hominy. Okay. Yeah, good we've stuff. got a uh, we've got a, a local bar uh, rebar. It's one of the uh, uh, and and like one of their specialties is their mac and cheese or their fried mac and cheese balls. Um, which are also very good. Um, basically, there's, a mac and cheese, like just in a in a bit of fried dough. There's this place in Oakland called Homeroom. If you're ever in the East Bay, you have to go to Homeroom. They only do mac and cheese, and there's like, I think it's all the same noodle, but there's like 12 different kinds of cheese and like 16 different toppings and like four different kinds of breadcrumb you can put on the top. Like, it's delicious. They're they're king of mac and cheese. Nice. Uh, and then in terms of dessert, um, I, we joked in the in the Facebook chat the other day when like people were talking like cayenne, uh, cake or pie, and I was like, no, brownies. It's brownies all the way. Love brownies. I would do a, I would do a brownie and an ice cream combo. Um, nice, like fresh, like triple chocolate, warm oh, brownie. Yeah. Big fresh hot milk. gooey brownie with some nice warm or not warm, <laughs> nice cold uh, vanilla ice cream on top. Yeah. Um, the restaurant I used to work at, we used to make the, it was called an ultimate brownie and we do just that and then top it with hot fudge and then whipped cream and nuts. Yep. Excellent. Delicious. Great. Uh, well that I think wraps now that I'm up. sufficiently hungry. <laughs> that wraps up all the, uh, all the questions we had this week. Um, thank you, Nikki, for joining me this week. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm glad we were finally able to, to get it to, to work out. Um, put in a good word for Amanda and I'll get her on the show too. Will do. Um, uh, uh, any, uh, any, go ahead and, and make like your final, your, your plugs and whatnot. And we'll, uh, we'll close out the show. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation network, Snapchat, anything really at Harley Quinn one Oh three. Um, I admin for the kind of funny Facebook group, which you should go join because we're pretty awesome. Um, lipstick nerds is on iTunes as well as you can watch us on YouTube. If you want to see the stupid things that we do, um, we're, 
let's see. Like me putting there? on lipstick. Yes, like Trevor putting on lipstick. I can't remember which up. 48, 49? Sounds One like of those. The the late 40 episodes you're on there. Um, that's about it, yeah. I did I did my podcast. That's that's where you can find me. Yeah. And what excellent. I do. Mm-hmm. And it, uh it I know I know with a baby in tow, your your plans for like uh, uh, events this year have uh are are basically like San Francisco locked. Yes. And, uh, if and- it's in San Francisco, I will be attempting to make a day trip. So I won't be there the full like week long trip that I did last time for kind of funny live. Um, mm-hmm. But for kind of funny live three this year, I plan on at least hitting it up for a day and probably bringing the baby. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I will we'll, definitely be there at least the afternoon. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'll talk you into abandoning that and sticking around longer, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just because those are the kinds of friends we are. Um, uh, and probably and, PSX. We're going to try and hit up PSX this next year, too. Yeah. Hopefully, it is in California. San Francisco, or something. <laughs> San Francisco doesn't even need to, If it's in Anaheim again, that's something we can, you know, if it's relatively close there's uh uh the ign ign's presumably going to have another house party um because beyond 500 is going to come up this summer so so. we'll we'll attempt to make it down for that maybe again again a day trip possibly so we got uh i'm looking forward to coming out there for your wedding in a couple yep my wedding is coming up in april so trevor is going to come to that and a few other of my my kind of funny besties are coming out so made, made the cut when uh, when some family member said hey we're not gonna go. <laughs> i've I got still got a few people on my I, list <laughs> i got i got a second string invite there yes <laughs> um, that's what we've told people we're like i really like you and you're on my backup list so we've wait you're not in any order for, we're just working our way down from people that we stuck on the list and and you're lucky enough to get it and i'm happy to to have you come so it'll be yeah. awesome be a great time. Yeah. Um, I, I need to start booking that that trip and plan. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Make, making plans for that. Neat. Um, uh, well, thank you again, Nikki, for coming on. Um, yeah. uh, it was a pleasure getting to see Baby Quinn uh, and G for for the brief moments that mm-hmm. that they popped in. Uh, I have to see how uh, how he's been making. She's been making his life for the last hour and a half because he's been out there with her. So oh, I'm sh- I'm sure she is delightful and oh, she's probably asleep because oh. she sleeps with him. Of course. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, thank you for tuning in or listening on uh, on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you're listening if you are listening to the audio version of the show. Uh, you can find me at Snarky Starkey on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at Trove Talk. You can find out whatever I've been writing about and talking about on uh, on my ramblings on trevortrove.com. And uh, yeah, that's, that's about it for the plugs for me. Uh, I will... As you're seeing this, uh, I'm back from uh, from PAX South, where I may have played the Nintendo Switch. So if that happened, I'm sure I'll have impressions up on the uh, on the site. Uh, if not, ignore that last 30 seconds of this episode. Uh, <laughs> and uh, until next time, uh, from here at the Trove, treasure your friends. <laughs>